0: Yeah, we can go ahead and get into it. Uh, all right, off the bat, what's up, man? What's going on, Eric? How you doing, Eric? Good, good, man. Is that what everybody calls you? I mean, uh, this, is, this is a kind of a first meeting for me and you, so uh, you yeah. tell me. Is that what? Yeah,
1: it uh, people call me Eric, Eric Patterson,
0: Eric EP. Gotcha Patterson question. EP, you right. know, asshole, anything. <laughs> right, you know. right, right. I yeah. get it. I get it. But uh, so let's just get right into things and get people uh, idea right off the back because okay. this one, this one's a, a, a little bit different for the listeners and stuff, and I think it's uh-huh. it's, a, it's good for that that uh, it's a change of pace and it's going to be for a couple of different reasons. One, because the comedy thing is so different from the other guests that have been on. But at the same time, I feel like you're also kind of a cat that's in the trenches with it. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It's still something that like, it's an ever striving goal to where some of the people we brought on is kind of like, they got their business going, they're doing their thing. It's like, it's almost like in some way some of them are kind of arrived and then dabbling to other things Mm. where you're kind of still in the grind and the fight. And I like that too. You know what I mean? I
1: want people to hear that stuff too. So, well, first of all, before we get started, I want to give some shout outs. First of all to you and your production staff, uh, man, I had nothing but just straight hospitality since I got here. I also want to give a shout out to the six one, four for making me helping me with every grind that I'm doing as well as Cleveland. You know, that's where I'm from. You know, they made me Columbus mold me. So, uh, to your followers out there, man, I appreciate y'all. If y'all never heard about me, please come and check me out.
0: Yeah, for sure. And uh, Well, I mean, you can tell them now, and we'll tell them again at the end uh, where they can find you since you mentioned that we might as well, where they can find you on social media.
1: Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Eric Patterson, uh, just simple, E-R-I-C-P-A-T-T-E-R-S-O-N, uh, Instagram, EP underscore comic
0: yeah and i think we'll do a little bit different like that just for, because like i said yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's just a change of pace and it's something that maybe they can even as soon as they start listening go and get a, a kind of scroll through your feed as they're listening and get Absolutely. an idea right off the bat so uh let's go forward with it go ahead and give me your story as far as like where you grew up how mm-hmm. siblings and stuff what your parents were uh doing professionally and things like that and just give everybody an idea of who you are well
1: First of all, uh, I, I look at myself as just an a angel, a specimen because uh, I was adopted okay. as a baby. Uh, I was given up for adoption. My mom had me at 15 years old. Uh, I'm from Youngstown and uh, my dad was black. So the Italian roots didn't go back. <laughs> so my grandfather wasn't having it. So he put me up for adoption and my mom hid the pregnancy. So I was adopted by two uh, black parents uh, my father is a college professor, uh, has his doctorate. It's my mom, she's a radiologist, and I was raised in a black household. You know, living in Cleveland Heights is the best thing that ever happened to me, man. It's the best high school, the best city. I don't care if you want to argue, Aaron. <laughs> I, I'm just letting you know. That,
0: <laughs> I ain't going to argue with yeah. you because I haven't lived there to say whether well or not. Well. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I do have one sibling, a sister, and uh, I have a
0: large family, man large family gotcha 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 and uh so just because you mentioned i'm going to ask because i'm interested like i always say so that aaron wants to know podcast aaron wants to know what you want to know so do you have you ever uh met or are you aware of your biological Uh, okay okay absolutely like i get to urge okay
1: and uh i actually want to speak to the youth that are adopted to just keep their head up uh if you want to go ahead and search always get that urge like yeah i'm about to search my mom i'm about to search my dad you never know this and this and that and then i be like oh, i'm happy where i'm at you know because i don't know what the relationship would be right, you know right. just coming out to her after 30 years like hey ma uh how ma no i'm gonna call you on a first name basis right, uh, right. only thing i could tell her is thank you you know what i mean for just seeing life being around people like yourself and being able to do what I'm doing right now.
0: That's dope, man. It's dope you have the perspective on it. A lot of people could be super bitter. A lot yeah, of people could. Yeah. I mean, and don't get me wrong. If you land in a bad situation, it's, it might be understandable. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? If somebody grows up in a tough household that they feel like, I, I shouldn't have ever been in this position mm-hmm. in the first place, that type of thing. But at the same time, it's good to hear you got a good story out of it. And, yeah. and as far as like your story is good, I should say, and that you ended up in a, in a place that... uh Kind of gave you a a nice life, it seems, and and a good appreciation for how it went down. Yeah,
1: absolutely, blessings, man. That's all you. I
0: can say. It is, you know, I just don't want to pop up on my biological mom, like, hey, what's up?
1: She <laughs> ain't never told her husband that she had a child. Right,
0: I right. know I have brothers and sisters and things of that nature. Well, so. and I understand what you're saying yeah. too, man. As far as like you don't know how it's gonna go, and like, mm-hmm. could it be something that just adds negativity to your life or a, or a tough situation yeah. when maybe you don't necessarily feel like you need it or. Or, or want to go that route even if it's not yet or whatever the case is so I get it man I get yeah. it even though I don't get it because I haven't been to it right. I get what you're saying for yeah, sure yeah absolutely so uh also tell me like uh, as far as school and stuff like that man as you play basketball I've seen the one of the first things I've seen with all this you're a big basketball fan you come in here suited up with all the Cavs stuff i seen you at the championship celebration I've seen your uh your uh comedy special basically that uh you're in there for the with the Christmas outfit on oh, because it was at Christmas time, uh-huh. but you got the basketball shorts and some uh, oh, yeah. compression tights on. I'm like, that <laughs> first one I first seen, it, I'm like, hold on, man, this dude's doing comedy and some basketball shorts and some compression pants. But I'm like, I like it though. I'm like, I like it because you gotta be who you are, man. And, and, and it made me think like it's it's gotta be. Uh, something that it has an influence on you. So were you into basketball a little bit? Oh, yeah, uh,
1: absolutely. I played basketball all of my life. I've also played uh, JUCO basketball for Cuyahoga Community College okay. in 99. Uh, shout out, again, to Cleveland Heights High School, to their basketball program, my boy, Ern Bremer. And just, you know, being around people that made it to the league and playing basketball, I got big hands, long arms, so <laughs> had to do something, man.
0: Right, right. Yeah. I, I know how that goes, man, because that's the same kind of thing, especially the long arms thing every time I – around somebody you play ball right oh yeah 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 you get some blocks and stuff at least right right yeah Yeah. yeah, i can do that yeah Yeah. now i'm retired i I still play a little bit but i had people ask me somebody asked me today uh i was out there like i said working out with uh marcus Rainey at the Uh flex and chill spot and met a new uh uh dude out there that's a friend of his that's also a trainer and Mm -hmm. we got to talk he's like oh you played ball and stuff like that so the way he said it you played ball and i'm like I play ball. That's right, how right, I told him. Like right. I ain't gonna I'm not gonna throw myself in that category yeah. of like you thinking I, I played at at school or play even played juco or something right. like you. Like it's possible I could have maybe went that route if I really chose to and stuff, but at the same time it was like I didn't do no numbers in high school or nothing. Yeah. Like I just I just played, I just got time and I was a defender and yeah. That's I, I love it. I still play now. Oh yeah. I still uh play on a regular basis, but uh as far as like it being something that I, I could say I was the man at or something. It's not the case.
1: Yeah, I just love, like, passing the game on and things that I've learned coming up. Like, uh, one one of my nephews is the top uh, 270 interstate uh, guards. His name is – excuse me. His name is DJ Moore. Gotcha. Plays I think I've post a little Christian. bit about him. Yeah. Uh, he's amazing. And, gotcha, and, gotcha. and just to see these kids grow, I like helping Zion. That's Jermaine's Jenkins son, uh, as well as Kobe. Uh, so they can elevate and be the new future because – Basketball could take you far, but right. you need that education to help you. So it could be a tool to get you to where you want to be. Everybody's not going to make it to the league, but take advantage of, you know, just teaching these kids because I wish somebody would have helped me. Probably I could have made it somewhere. You right, know right. I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. and I, yeah. I tell
0: people a, lot, of, a, a <clears throat> lot, man, and it's it's it kind of hurts me in a way sometimes when I see somebody who has like a kid that's pretty big yeah. or pretty athletic or something and they're not really interested or yeah. they – Right. Or they don't have somebody kind of staring in the right direction. Because I'm like, even if they don't really like the sport, it mm. can open up a lot of opportunities for Absolutely. them. Going to school, traveling, doing different things, just experiencing different oh, things, yes. meeting Absolutely. different people. Like, you know how it is. I mean, in the, mm-hmm. even just the basic stuff of, like, people saying get an education, it's not, I think it's even further than that. I think some of the connections you can make. A lot of people that I see that play yeah, uh, especially go and play in college, it's like they meet a lot of people, make a lot mm-hmm. of connections business-wise. Right, right, you know what right, I mean? That right. later on down the road, it's like right. it, they might not make it anywhere because of basketball, right. but then they have some good connections that where they can start a business, be mm-hmm. a part of a business, invest with somebody, a number of different things where that's it's right. like you don't always have to think like, oh, they don't like sports, so I'm, they don't need to be in sports or something. Uh, like. Yeah, you uh, you said it, Aaron. That's, gotcha. a, that's the gotcha. best way to put right, it right, right, right there. Right. Okay. Uh, one thing I, I seen too, and I was like, man, I wonder where this where this came from or... Uh, I'm not super familiar with it, so I want to ask you as well. But I seen the uh, Mason stuff, being oh, a yeah. Freemason. Yeah. I'm like, how did that come about, and uh, why? And and give me a little bit on that. Well, actually, I really don't go
1: into too much of the masonry just because it is a code of secrecy. But uh, just wanted to change that journey, man. Wanted to be better than what I was yesterday, and to be able to give charitable needs and to help other people. Like I said, we're helping out kids, helping out families, and things like that. That really touches me, like. I didn't know what direction to get in. I didn't want to be uh, Kappa or Omega and stepping around. I'm too old for that shit. So I was like, "Man, let me just look." And then finding out that my uncle was the first black chief of police in Cleveland, as well as he was a, a Freemason. Okay. So uh, just taking that journey in that path—that's what led me to there. So gotcha, uh,
0: gotcha. I love what you said as far as just uh, trying to be better than yesterday. Yeah. That's something I tell people all the time. Oh yeah, it's something that it sticks hard with me is like, mm-hmm. that's, I think if you can, if, if you can't do anything else, just mm-hmm. try to be a little bit better than you were yesterday. You know so, what I mean?
1: Shout out St. Mark's <laughs>
0: <laughs> lodge number seven. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. So uh, what's a, what's a day in the life like nowadays for you, man. And, and and how uh, will we'll also slide into how you even got in the space of thinking to do comedy?
1: Well, I'm going to retract that question a little bit, uh, Aaron. You really do want to know a lot, man. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but uh, right now, my life is pretty much boring. <laughs> right now, uh, I'm not working. Yeah. So uh, just like I said, in a time frame, get my mental together, and trying to get my health together, uh, being, like I told you before, a better person than I was yesterday. Yeah, i seen
0: you on the fitness kick for a yeah, minute, man. Yeah, i seen yeah, you starting yeah. to try to do that thing. That's I think that's where I kind of – Seeing you before I even before we even connected online okay. and stuff is seeing uh Jay work post. I uh, appreciate it that yeah. he was uh showing like a, a progress pick or something yeah. for you or whatever. And yeah, I don't I don't like working out with that dude. No yeah, word. yeah, he's a savage man. <laughs> Not just a savage. After every set,
1: I got to take pictures of him, man. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, okay,
0: okay. <laughs>
1: but uh, like I said, getting into the comedy game uh, was just something that was amazing. I used to be that irritating kid. In high school or as a childhood kid, always knowing everything. And one time in Columbus, when I moved down here, a gentleman just wrote my name on a list, just trying to be funny. And I went up there and killed. And we Where were down it? on High Street. OK. Uh, I don't know if you remember. Uh, what was the name of that place? Uh, Northburg Tavern. I'm not familiar. Yeah, but it I'm was sure on High Street. It was underneath the basement of Donato's. Okay. I don't know if that, to the people that are listening, if that brings back any kind of memories. But a uh, guy that was hosting was like, man, you need to go ahead and enter the competition. And I'm like, no, I'm not a comedian. I just do this stuff just to get free drinks and try to holler at some females here and there. And come to find out, I did it, man. And I actually tied in 2007 with a female. And after that, it just went from there. But uh, just like a day, I love my kids. Getting up in the morning, checking on them, uh, taking care of them as well. My daughter, she's a soccer phenon, as well as she's getting her basketball game together. So. Okay, okay. But uh, yeah, that's
0: pretty much it, man. Gotcha, gotcha. And uh, so getting into it, and 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 what you say, like a day, kind of mentioned a little bit of the day in life now too. It's like, so how much time or how often do you think you really go over? Uh, bits or jokes in your head or whatever or kind of write a little bit or in those type of things.
1: It's funny, man. Uh it might sound weird to some people, but every day,
0: yeah. Uh I would go
1: outside in my garage and just start rehearsing. And then I'll start like, man, that was funny. Okay. You know, let me see if I could bring this to a crowd. How can I bring this? And I I'll just s i will just I have so much things going through my head that sometimes I have to just clear what atmosphere I'm in and just go outside. You know, I call it talking to God. Because okay. it's just bringing so many different signals of things that could be funny, things that are just ridiculously stupid. You know, having a situation that happened with me and my girl and then taking that outside and just rehearsing it like that was... Use that as a little therapy yeah, for you Yeah, too, yeah right? absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. That's all comedy is to me. Oh, really? Know? Okay. I'm not... I tell people
0: all the time, I'm not a comedian. I'm just a person that could just perform it. You know what I mean? Okay, okay. At a different level. One of the, one of the reasons I really appreciate it, and especially people that are pretty good at it, is that it's like you get to go out there and and be yourself in a lot of absolutely. ways as a job or as something that makes you a little bit of money, and all the other things we're talking about too, as well, whether it be a little bit of therapy for you, whether you like just kind of going and getting your shine on a little bit, you know what I mean? so yeah, like be on stage, get some attention, this and that. But it, I think it's dope that a lot of the times the people that are funny and that are good comedians are funny just being real and just being themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. And 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 to me that's that's the coolest thing to me about it. It's like, man, like to think about that you can just go up there mm-hmm. and be who you are right. and you have people dying laughing. And I, I feel like we all know someone that is kind of like that for us, whether or not they could really be a comedian, I think is a totally different story to Absolutely. put the work in and the writing and all that thing, all that type of things. But I think it's just cool to know that somebody gets to do that, man. Yeah. It's cool in my eyes to know that somebody gets to I go be themselves. Because in a way, I feel like that's kind of a little bit what this is for me. It's like mm-hmm. when I'm on here, I'm just trying to be me. And I feel like the longer it goes on, I'm going to try to be more of myself. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? And, and not to say that I'm not being myself now or wasn't in the beginning, but it's like sometimes I feel like I'm trying to be professional or I'm trying to uh, not be disrespectful to the guest or, or, or something like that. And I I might hold back a little bit or I don't cuss as much or whatever the case is. And I'm slowly like, man, I just got to talk and be myself and not worry about that as much. You know what I mean? And so it's a process, I'm sure, as you're aware of. And I'm sure that's maybe how you felt as well. Hey, look how far you came. man! You're doing a beautiful thing. So Uh, just
1: keep being yourself and keep knowing who you is. And hey, this is going to keep on growing for you.
0: Gotcha, man. I appreciate it. Uh, So I like what you said there, too. It made me think as well how you were talking about how you how a joke becomes a joke that you may or may Absolutely. not use, use on stage. So that's something that's interesting to me, too, because it's like you don't know how a crowd reacts to it until you've got a crowd to react to yeah. it. So that, to me, that sounds like something that's crazy, crazy challenging, crazy hard to think like, okay, I'm going to go out, like you said, maybe it, with you, I'm going to go out in the garage and tell these jokes and a snack. And it's like sometimes some shit is funny as hell to you but the crowd just looks at you like, what? Like, <laughs> like I can ima- Like I can only imagine because I've, I've said little BS on here, you know yeah. what I mean? That I'm like, even, even I'm trying to get one person to right, laugh, right, you know what right. I mean? Or, or maybe my producer laughs or something like that. And it's like, they just look at me and I'm like, yeah. oh man, I can't even imagine yeah. being a comedian, yeah. being on stage and the whole crowd is crickets when I yeah. say something that I thought was funny. Absolutely. But they just looking at you like, oh, that was stupid as hell. Absolutely.
1: I would say that is one of the biggest things of being a comedian because no matter what you still got to paint that picture so just saying a joke might be funny to me but it's going to be even more funnier to you if i can act it out and give you a little bit more of it mm. you know so that that's just where the dialect from just saying a joke to be able to paint the joke in your head and and that's that's just more or less or more what I'm trying to work on more.
0: Gotcha. Is that yeah. a, so that's a big part of the process or oh, what you think makes a joke in a lot of ways. Absolutely.
1: is, is, is like setting a scene for someone. Absolutely. Okay. It's okay. painting that picture and that build up to it. Like you said, I've been there before. So I like going to little rooms or little bars and things like that to be able to work on that before I go to a major stage. And it's like, okay, y'all motherfuckers ain't like this. I did. but. Right.
0: Right. I right. gotta work on that. Right, Make right. sure I
1: check that off. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. I, I listen to a lot of uh Joe Rogan's podcasts and he brings a lot of other comedians on there. Uh-huh. And uh he does his stand-up thing as well. So they get real in depth with it. So I hear a little bit about how the process goes and things. So it, it really in- interests me and I wanna know things like that. So it, it even makes me think like, so I hear them say too, like how hard it is to even develop like five minutes of work, ten mm-hmm. minutes of work, like mm-hmm. no like uh average Joe doesn't even comprehend like that that time is a lot, lot longer than you think when you're up there trying to be funny or trying to get laughs multiple times mm-hmm. and things like that. So when you're building like it, just elaborate on that a little bit and talk about how hard it is to really build up a consistent amount of time from those jokes instead of just like, oh, I, I came up with a funny joke this week or over the past mm-hmm. few weeks. Well, uh, you're absolutely right. But it's the main thing that you
1: said is time. That's all it takes it's time. This joke that might be funny right now to you or to me may not be funny to the general public. So you have to take your time and build it. Now writing, writing one joke could could possibly be like that. Mm. But to perfect it may take 20, 30 minutes to work on. You know, I could talk about sitting on a toilet and how funny that could possibly be but it's going to probably take 30, 30 days, 30 minutes before I could perfect that or feel comfortable within myself to be able to present that in front of a major crowd.
0: Gotcha. You know? And then once you do it, there's even tweaking further after that. Oh, right?
1: absolutely. You're always adding on. It's like if the joke is, let's let's make it as simple as form for you. If the joke is the meat, so I got this steak, now I got to add size to it. Okay. You know what I mean? And with the sides, develops more and more and more and more. So yet now I can extend that joke from just being five minutes or a minute to probably five minutes. Okay. Okay. And then I need something to tie into it to lead into the next joke. And then now I need to work on that and add some sides to that to be able to stretch it out. Now I'm at 10 minutes of comedy. Now I need to go ahead and tie something into that and build and build and build until I have a full plate.
0: Gotcha. To me, that that answers it perfectly because that's kind of, I think, something I didn't really think about, but mm. I, I'm sure a lot of people don't think about is it. like, yeah, you have to kind of t- roll those jokes into the next oh, one. Because yeah. if not, if you're just up there and you just spit something out and then you spit something else out and you spit and nothing flows, and st- then people are going to look at mm. you like, what is this dude doing? Is he up mm. there? reading off cards or yeah, yeah. or, or say, he's got a, a screen or a monitor in the oh, back yeah. or what are we doing yeah, here? He just memorized yeah. some jokes. He looked up online. What, yeah, what's going yeah. on here? Yeah, But uh, so the thing that I hear them talk about too, as far as uh, other comedians that I've listened to talk and stuff like that is how hard bombing is, how hard that is, like how hard of a blow that is to mm. your ego mm-hmm. to go on and, and really like just have a horrible set, a horrible night on stage and it just... It's, it's tough, but it, in the same ways, if it's something you love or something you really have your goals set, set on, then it makes you want to work harder. But for that moment, it's like maybe one of the toughest or hardest things you'll feel in life. Do you feel that way? Or have I, I guess before I say that, I should I should ask, have you bombed horribly?
1: I'm sorry, Aaron, I just farted uh,
0: <laughs> answer that. Ask me that question again. I'm
1: sorry. I just had to clean that up real quick. (laughs) No, uh, yeah, I I have experienced bombing before. Not on a big platform of a stage like the Funny Bone or somewhere like that. Or I have stumbled before and messed up my rhythm. But I personally look at bombing as growth. I think everybody needs it. You know, just as much as having a a heckler could actually intensify your comedy. I, I, I think that is the best, too. Just because it shows your uh, versatility with the crowd, as well as bombing, it sucks, man. I mean, it sucks. Uh, I I feel bad seeing other comedians go through that, but I feel like we all need that. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, in the comedy Bible, it tells you, like, like, bombing is not bad. It just helps you get back, okay. It's it's like getting turned down by a girl. And you just knew, hey, man, I know I'm about to get her number. <laughs> Next thing you know, she straight turned her back on you. Yeah, so. yeah.
0: And, I mean, it's it's cool, too, to uh, hear it from your side. And also, like, for you to say, even watching somebody else bomb, Because I feel like we all know, like just watching somebody else embarrassed in everyday life Mm -hmm. sometimes kind of makes you embarrassed for Mm -hmm. them and look like, oh, so I can't even imagine when you see somebody on stage and you're like, ooh. Sometimes I'm like, like if you were going up before I had to feature. Uh Sometimes
1: I'm like, yes, (laughs) okay, yeah. yeah. But if I if I know
0: the person, I feel like, damn. But can it be a uh, can can it be a good thing and a bad thing at the same time? Oh, absolutely. Because well, I'm saying as far as like the person uh, before you, because if the crowd is warmed up because mm-hmm. somebody's funny, that might be assist to you as well, right? Yeah. But if the crowd, in some ways, if the crowd is terrible or the, the, the performance Problem before it, was yeah. terrible, yeah. then you get in there and start killing it, then they really start rolling. So I, I feel like it could be both. It, it, it's a double head sword. Like you said, if I know somebody and I
1: see them bomb, I'm like, man, damn, you know, it's all right, bro. You know what I mean? But if I don't know them, and I come out there and I come out even stronger, it, it helps me. You know what I mean? Because yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'm like, now they weren't the first person, but they were the first person to just kind of warm them up. So let me just try to elevate the levels to bring them to say, okay, now you're seeing somebody professional. But I'm not saying that person isn't professional. You know, we have done shows here in Columbus, Ohio, where we're told, hey man, y'all was funnier than a headliner. So
0: you know that helps too. You know the the last show that I just went to that was the case. Yeah, all the all the uh, preliminaries or the yeah. people that's
1: uh, yeah, the, I get it.
0: The, the first acts were all way funnier than yeah. than the last dude. And the thing that also brings me to is so the the guy who was headlining that night was like the jokes were just man, I I, I guess I would say uh, stale. Man, they were just. Do you hey, want to say any names, Aaron? I don't know the dude's name. <laughs> I, I, I really, I don't think I would do that, man, just because I don't want to, I wouldn't try to, but the dude was, he was not good, man. And the crazy thing was, after I looked him up, after I got home, it made it made perfect sense to me why he wasn't. I pull up his name on Google's name, yeah. check out some YouTube clips and Snap, whatever. The dude had been doing the exact same bit, exact, mm-hmm. like when I say almost word for word mm-hmm. from like, 12, 15 years ago. Wow. He had clips that was that were on YouTube or stuff and stuff that was dated mm-hmm. and every single thing was the same. And I'm thinking like, yeah, I've heard from listening to other comedians talk and just in general and just in my mind too, like, so you're not evolving at all. You're right. not adapting at all. You're not deciding something kind of is like ran its course or it's yeah. not relevant to the times yeah. or things like that. And I was like, oh, this is why it was bad. Yeah, uh, that...
1: That is one thing that's a hard thing, you know, and I I will admit to that a lot of my material that I use, I've used probably for five years or whatever, but I try to switch it up a little bit, but you feel so comfortable,
0: you know what I mean? It's like having that comfortable blanket, but if it ain't killing, it's time to go to the drawing board, you know what I mean? And that's what was tough for me to think about with him as I was like thinking about the stuff he was saying and the jokes and stuff, and I'm like, maybe was it just like those don't, weren't doing well here in Columbus? Was it kind of the crowd is that? And I was just like,
1: nah, man. Yeah.
0: What I mean, but that's at the same time, maybe maybe they do because if he was headlining, yeah. maybe it's doing all right somewhere, yeah. maybe. I mean, I mean I if guess.
1: you're traveling somewhere like a big name and you're jumping from city to city, you're probably gonna use that whole material for a whole year. But a lot of people that are big time have people like myself, like Kevin Hart has 12 writers. So if I'm looking at you and you're one of my writer, I'm just working on what I'm coming out with next year, you know? So I I get it, but that's still bad. You know, you still have to make something relevant to where you're at and at least try to stay updated a lot. Right. You
0: know, yeah, that's how I felt. That's yeah, how I felt. And 15 years, that's a long time. Oh, it was, and don't get me wrong, I might it could be a little bit less than that, but it was it was definitely, I for sure saw stuff that was at least 10, 12 years old okay. that he was doing the exact same. Yeah. It that was the trippiest part to me, is like not only was it the same jokes, because like you said, if they're good jokes or they're comfortable, they get laughs. In yeah. a way, I kind of understand it, especially if that's your bread and butter, that's how you right. make your money, whatever the case, it, it makes a little bit of sense. But the weird thing was that like I said, it was like word for word to where right. it was like your language hasn't even changed with right. it or or right. this and that. I was just like, ah, yeah. yeah
1: it's time for him. To yeah. Go.
0: And a lot of jokes are kind of like almost like old people jokes or something like it was just it just wasn't stuff that was like so Yeah. The best way I can describe it is it stale. Was stale yeah. That's I got best, it. I read your it was stale. That's the best way I can describe it. But uh so tell me a little bit about going to other cities and how that's been like uh how many different cities or some of the big cities you've performed in. <laughs> Uh, My biggest,
1: biggest break was, uh, I would have to say about almost 10 years ago, uh, probably eight, was doing uh, in Canton, Ohio at the Civic Center. And that mug held like 5,000 people. Oh, okay. And it was like 35 to 4,000 people there. And just going to different cities, your nerves are on a different level. Okay. You know what I mean? Now, at the level that I am now, I'm like, these motherfuckers don't know me. I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? So I don't care if I'm in Dayton, Louisiana or, you know, California, you know, I I really just don't care now. My job is to make you understand me and feel me so you could laugh and you could have a good time, you know? So I really don't get into that no more. Nerves is always there. I feel like if you don't have nerves, you're over cocky. So it's good to just be confident instead of being cocky. But, uh... Going to different cities is just fun. It's just like with like with basketball, going to different gyms oh, and yeah. seeing the atmosphere yep. and seeing how everything is. It's just still fun. It's like, oh, it's left and Like yeah, yeah man, yeah. I'm about to kill when I get on the court. Right, right, You just still have to keep your, you know. Every time I'm composer. on
0: vacation, man, I'm like, man, I would love for somebody to say something or tell me about yeah. somewhere some gym close by that people play at or something. Yeah. I'd love to walk in to a gym in another yeah. state or country yeah. or whatever that I'm at right now. So I get that part of it. But that also makes me think of something else that I wonder too. So with you talking about uh, going to the other cities and different types of crowds and not really like catering to the crowd, you're more so, this is me, yeah. the, I, the, they're going to get to experience me and my comedy. right? So that made me wonder, like with you, you never in any situation or do you uh, kind of switch up some of the jokes or the style or depending on if you get say you get to a venue mm-hmm. and it's like, you look out in the crowd and you're like, this is not really the crowd I expected, or this mm-hmm. is not the crowd that's anything like what I'm used to seeing, whether it be state, you go out and you see damn, like it's a bunch of old people, or mm-hmm. it's a bunch of just this race, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. a bunch of white people, it's a bunch mm-hmm. of this, whatever the case is, does that shift things at all for you? Or it's kind of like, this is what I was coming with. So this is what I'm putting out.
1: Well, I'm gonna tell you this. I like getting a feel for the crowd before going on, so you're absolutely right with that. But I love your nationality when it comes to comedy, man. (laughs) I'm serious, bro. Like, you could go to an all-white show, say yabba dabba fucking dude. They don't care. They're drunk. They're excited. They're just trying to have fun. Black people, Man, you better be funny. I spent $10 (laughs) on this fucking show, dog. I know people in the hood that is funny, so you better bring the funny. So it's kind of different, but old people, they love partying just like young people. We have to always re-graduate ourselves. They was young at one time, too. So uh, I do. I do like to see what the uh, crowd looks like. I like to see what kind of jokes they're feeding off of. But like I said, Joe Nationality, man, you could say whatever <laughs> you
0: want to, just don't be still like the last guy right, you right, see. Right. But uh, so it's just minor, minor tweaks more yeah, so than
1: yeah. I mean, just to see what they're biting off of, right. you know. Uh, if you want to get really in depth with it, I would like to try to not really freestyle, but improv mm-hmm. with the crowd mm-hmm. to see where the levels is and go from there. Gotcha. You know, always use your material as a backup when you're going into. A, a state or a city that you're not comfortably known in
0: so i, I like to observe the crowd a little bit cool that, that i mean you give me another question off of that man it makes me think so like do you have some like uh some back burner type stuff that it's like if you want to if you want to fill out the crowd a little bit once you get out there that you're like uh this ain't really in my set but i'm gonna throw this out when i get out see how they they say about this or that or is it just more freestyle
1: it's more improv okay. with, the, with the crowd. Like, uh, as a comedian, we can only see, depending on where you're at, you know, you can only see the first five rows. Because of the lights. Because of the lights. Okay. So, not to say necessarily picking on the crowd, but more or less involving myself with the crowd help, help helps me a lot. I would say always your material should be your back burner. And I don't know why I'm dropping all these jewels for all the young comedians <laughs> that's out there. I really don't like telling secrets. But, uh, you know, it's just have fun with them. You know, people are coming to see you. So if you're just coming out there, having fun, shaking hands, or you're in the front row, Aaron, and I'm like, clap like you ain't racist. You know what I mean? That that guys, just you makes, you about. know, loosen everybody up as well as myself, or, you know, as a comedian, you know, you want to be comfortable up there too. You don't want to be like, oh man, he's, fine. you know, you want to have that opportunity to make them laugh. That's what they're there for. And whatever's going on in the world right now, People still have one thing in common, laughter.
0: Right, right.
1: After laughter, come to love. You know what I mean? Right. So my job is to make you laugh and make you love me. You know. And no matter what I said, like I said, your nationality, I love. You. They just, they just don't <laughs> book me
0: for. You, you know what I mean? So I, I, I still love it. You gotcha, know? gotcha, gotcha. So, uh, tell me a little bit about you going out to L.A. because the
1: uh, amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah, I. I happened to just... It, that's when I was already following you on uh-huh. social and, and I got to watch some of your stories and see you kind of document going out there and oh, stuff yeah. like that. And so, I love seeing that. And I was like, man, in a lot of ways, I'm thinking like, he should he should have kept some like footage from there. You know what I mean? Or, I don't know if you did, but in general, I'm like, man, maybe just documenting some of your process. It was cool to watch. It yeah. was cool to watch like, Literally, you're just doing your thing, going and getting food, this yeah, and that, whatever yeah, the case yeah. is. And yeah. that's the thing a lot of people love nowadays. And, and I didn't totally understand it until something like that. When I was yeah. watching, I was like, oh, this is cool because I hear a lot about the comedy store because of listening to Rogan and him a lot because yeah. he performs there a lot mm-hmm. and uh, talks a lot about it. But then also, I've never been to L.A. Mm-hmm. and a number of different things. So like just to see you out there and see you posting a little bit of it was cool for me to watch. So how was the experience for you and what'd you think about the comedy store?
1: Man, it's amazing. One thing that I would say is first of all, and the first thing, they won't let you videotape in there.
0: Right, so, right. Well, and I didn't do so much I, in there as uh, like I said, documenting your yeah. your journey out there of like like I said, even less stuff you were putting on your store, stuff or just talking about like how your day is going, you know what I mean? Or oh, yeah. that's something maybe you want to do in the future a little bit more. Uh to just wake
1: up and just go outside the air frills a lot fresher, seeing oranges and avocados growing everywhere. Uh, it was just different, man. And it w- it was just rejoiceful, you know, just to be like, man, I don't have no worries. I don't have to worry about nothing. Let me just go explore, take a walk. And I felt like I need to get out there, you know? So I'm planning on going out there sometime in November or uh, December. Or probably the new year. I just got to get my money up because L.A. is not a joke. Right, you right. Know? Uh I actually got some people out there. Uh, Nichelle Murdoch, that's the one that booked me. She's from Cleveland Heights, and she made it a process for me. Uh, my cousin is David Arnold, who writes on Fuller House and executive producer for many, many things uh, out there in L.A. And it's a grind, man. There's no more handouts. So I have to get out there and work, but I loved it. Like it made me feel bad. The only thing that really sucked out there is once I got on the plane, I'm getting a telephone call that Nipsey had uh got killed. Oh, so. okay, okay. But besides that, it's the place to be, man. It's the place to be. Yep. I need to be in LA.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I mean, if that's the case, I hope it's the move for you, Richard Thank man. You. Keep, keep praying hope. for me. Got you. Keep I, got I for feel me. will, you man. Know, I child it. support, deals, <laughs> and everything else, man. I don't know how I'm gonna get out there, but I'm gonna do it. Gotcha. I mean, like I said, uh. I hear crazy good things about it from yeah. Rogan and them. And uh, just to talk about how some of the people out there are trying to set other people up and bring other people up yeah. in comedy. The The dope thing that I think that he talks a lot about and he says he, it's he's seen a little bit of shift in it, in the comedy world is that now that there's so much out here to get through the internet, yeah. whether it be through podcasts, having a funny Instagram page, Absolutely. this, that, the other, is that he's like, there's a lot less of like uh, feeling so competitive that you feel like you can't help any other comic out or or things like that, because it's like there's a little bit more out, out out here to get, and people are starting to realize the same way they are on other avenues. Like a lot of the people I've brought on, whether it be in fitness, uh, re- just regular everyday business, sports, whatever. It's like sometimes that collabing and or helping somebody in turn like just does so much for you, or you're just so much powerful, more powerful together. Mm-hmm. And it makes me think like somebody like you needs to have like a podcast or something where you do something on a consistent basis. To to build start building that fan base to where they can hear you and they can laugh on a consistent right, basis. Right,
1: right. Well, or a, uh,
0: or or making your page like super super yeah. comic
1: directed. I like the way you're thinking. So I'll be here every Tuesday from <laughs> now on, guys. Uh, I will be starting my own podcast. EP wants to know. I uh, <laughs> will be uh, coming up after errands, uh, EP. But no, uh, I would just say uh, first of all, let me get back to the comedy story because I didn't say that for comics it's like being at the Disney world of comedy, uh, uh, of uh, a comedy place. There's like five different shows going on at one time. And you could see somebody that famous in one room and you're far off in another room. So uh, I was in the belly room and that was upstairs. The belly room was actually made after learning history. Cause I like getting knowledge mm. of, of places where I'm at is for or was for women to do comedy. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the bigger stages was down there for the men.
0: Gotcha.
1: But one thing that I love, and like I said, if you can, if you're a comedian to get in the belly room, there's executive producers just checking people out. And what blessed me, and I'm not trying to be funny. I'm not trying to gloat. You could ask Michelle Murdoch that after I performed, everybody left. And it was like five other comedians still up there. And mind you, shows out there don't start to 10 o'clock. And I'm like, oh, it's getting late. That's why people leave. And they were like, no, nah, man, you're funny. So after that, I started getting calls like, hey man, can you perform here in Long Beach? Hey, can you perform here this day? I'm going back to Ohio. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's so much there for you that you have to have time to discipline and stay out there. But uh, your question was, again, uh, what was it again?
0: I don't know, but you're also making me think of another thing, too. So is the comedy scene just a lot... Does it seem bigger out there? Like there's more there's more going on, more opportunity? Anytime, I guess you're
1: in... And I've never been in uh, New Jersey or New York to do comedy. I've uh, visited okay. But anytime you're in L.A. or in that setting of New York... And- Man, you just rub elbows. It's just connections. It, it's just big. You know, makes sense. Once people see you, it's like somebody sees this podcast and into being a producer or want to pick you up, they'll call you and you're like, how did you get my information? Or they will FaceTime you or they will call through Facebook, whatever. Hey, man, we've seen you. We loved your act. Can you blah, 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 blah. And it is, it's just opportunity, you know, and us being from Ohio our swag is a little different from the LA people, you know? So they grasp to you a little bit more. They're like, okay, something's different about
0: this Oh, okay. That makes sense, too.
1: Yeah, something different.
0: Okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, too. I never, That's another thing I didn't even think about, and I'm sitting here asking about, like, how different are the crowds and this and that, but at the same time, I I didn't think about, to the crowd, you're different, too, you know what I mean? Which, in a lot of ways, sometimes for them, could be something fresh, something new, uh, different what they're hearing. It also makes me think a little bit about how I hear about some of the comedians talking about how in your different states, cities, things like that, it's like mm-hmm. the different things that people don't want to laugh at because they're offended by it yeah, and stuff. Yeah. It can't, can, can, can Fuck be- it. yeah, yeah, Fuck it. yeah. Well, see, and I love the people that say that because I've heard some of the uh, comedians say this as well. It was like, you still have to be yourself, or you still like, if it, yeah. if this is your comedy, this is your uh, comedy, uh, and uh you, if you trying to cater to that. It's probably going to lead to you really not being that funny and you're absolutely messing right everything. There. Okay. I mean, this is different than me sitting back like this, feeling
1: comfortable with you than just me upright. You right, know right. what I mean? I, I'm not changing shit. You <laughs> know what I mean? If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you're not going to see me again. You know, it's right, right. okay. I'm, the crazy I'm featuring. Part,
0: the, yeah. The crazy part to me, even about like people getting offended and stuff by comedy, it's like, it's comedy.
1: Like, I say, why the
0: fuck did you come? Well, or, or it, it that, and as well as like, what what is the purpose? You're you're there to laugh or to hear right. some wild shit. You know what right. I mean? Or some right. messed up shit. Like, right. why why are you getting offended? Or like to me, that's just got to be people that are miserable in their lives or something. You know what I mean? To where it's like you're not gonna get. They they want to be unhappy about right. something. They're,
1: it's just unhappy people. Right. Right. I, mean,
0: right. I don't know what
1: to say. Why <laughs> no, I mean, why do you come to a comedy show? It's like. Why would I go to a basketball game? Why would I go to a soccer game if I don't like the sport right right? You know what I mean now, trying it out to check it, and you might be like, uh, you know he might have touched the nerve right there that's that's fine, right. I get it and that's and just say thing. it's not for me and not don't come back right and i mean and that's that's one of the things that I love too is like I don't portray my comedy to a certain group of people, and i don't I don't really like riffing on people in a crowd. Because I feel like everybody's going through something. Mm. I want everybody to leave the same way they came. So I'm not gonna pick with you because you're fat. I'm not gonna pick with this person because they're Asian. I'm not I'm not doing that. I want that's more like cracking or playing a dozens. That's not comedy to me. And that's one of the things I had to grow and learn is like one thing is cracking on each other, and then there's another thing of just actually doing stand-up comedy. You know. Okay.
0: Yeah, and it makes sense too because at, at the same time it's like they a lot of times they can't say they can't say anything back or they're probably not going to. And mm. don't get me wrong, it probably end bad for them anyways. But at the same yeah, but at the <laughs> same time it's like I get what you're saying. It's dope that you have that positive mindset on it too. That you don't you don't want to push somebody over the edge. That might be right. in there on the brink. I don't have no security, Aaron. I don't want to
1: get my ass <laughs> whooped in the lobby. And That's... They're like, "What happened? Oh, this comedian got whipped." Nah, I ain't never going on stage. You know right, what I right, mean? Right, yeah. So I just try to keep a uh, positive mind frame and understand that these people are here to support me and not to hurt me so I'm, I'm trying to build more people like yourself friends fans followers i guess that's what the
0: game is now is just followers so uh that way i could progress you know right right and i think the one thing i will say that i think is kind of cool is when comedians kind of snap on each other to me Oh, that's, fun. Th- that's when it can get funny oh, and it can fun. be cool because then I think the comedian looks at it a little bit different. They can mm-hmm. like another comic, I'm sure looks at it different if you're talking shit about him as yeah. opposed to. I mean,
1: there's no whole bars if we're both comedians. <laughs> right, you know right. What I mean, that's just. That's like, what- <laughs> I mean, I, I hate to keep on going to the basketball situation, but that's just like if I cross you over, you're going to cross me over. Right, and right. If you dunk on me, I got to take it. Right, you know right, what I mean? Right. It, it, it's just a different level when it's comedians. Now, comedians in a room I've seen a lot of comedians just be salty on different aspects. Like, man, they funnier than me, Mm. you know? And, like, I look at it as well as, you know, there's a lot of people that I feel are funnier than me. And, you know, I look at the levels of D3, D2, D1. I'm at D1 right now. Now, there's a lot of people that are out here in Columbus, Ohio. My boy Jason Banks are already pros. So now I might have to go overseas to the overseas league to get to the NBA or to get to the pros, but just to have that growth and just knowing that I could do it is where I'm where I'm at with it, you know. So I just hate seeing comics. Oh, I, I'm, I'm this, I'm that. Then they get off the stage and they like, man, you know what <laughs> I mean? They they all, I man, we have been many shows, and when I'm saying we. Meaning that uh, uh, my team that I work with, Jr. Jr., uh, Danger, David Smith, and Rota like, we are all Ohio kings of comedy. And what we do is bring comedians in from all over uh, the state that people have never heard on that are on the rise. Uh, is we see a lot of, man, we did this one show with this guy. Man, I'm about to kill this mug. I'm about to cue this. We like, okay, you know, we're just cool. Like, this ain't our first rodeo. He get out there, tell a couple of jokes. They don't go as well as he want to. Then he brings up danger. And then he's like, damn, this dude just killed. Then he brings up me. And then he's like, this person just killed. It's a different part of the game, man. It's really serious when you see the growth. Because I one time was there just all cocky, had confidence, but was just super cocky. And then I'm just sitting there like, man, I need to go back to the drama. Was
0: that like right off right off the bat or more like once you got rolling a little bit and just thought you were the shit?
1: That was more or less with just thinking I was the shit, just because of the fact I didn't really understand the art of comedy. Like I said,
0: I just was- You had just done a little bit, got was, some laughs, and yeah, then you I, was like, oh, okay. Uh, Aaron, I got I was, this. I was just
1: trying to get females i don't
0: want to say yeah,
1: i don't want to say fe- i'm just gonna say females yeah. free alcohol and you know just having a good time but to say is this something you really want to do or you just want to goof off with it you gotcha. know what i mean yeah yeah and then that's when i'm like man this is an art i have to take this serious and that's when i had to go to the drawing board you know what i mean yeah, yeah. i i i never would crap on any other comedians that oh yeah i'm better than you bro yeah, you going up after me, this and this and that. I'm a hard act to follow. No. Now, one thing that I have to say is there are certain people I would not follow, and then there are certain people that I would, like, yeah, I, I, I could have my own after this person. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So you're
0: talking about they're so good you don't want to follow them. Hell no. Gotcha, you know gotcha. I mean? <laughs> no, no. Like,
1: we got this one guy that's a friend of mine that uh, did a show with us for the Ohio Kings of Comedy. His name is uh Big Chevy. No, big Chevy got one orthopedic shoe, (laughs) one small hand, one long arm, and another. You don't want to follow somebody like that because they're going to be like, damn, we wish that motherfucker would have stayed on stage a little longer (laughs) because he would still have you in tears. You know, my first time working with him, we were back home in Cleveland. I was like, y'all got me following this motherfucker. I need another five or 10 minutes. I'm still laughing at his jokes. They're like, no,
0: you got it. I, I hold my own, but ain't nobody. I can't follow him. Gotcha, gotcha. I, I mean, it's it's trippy to me, too. Like, uh, a lot of people different types of comedy is your thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't get me wrong, too. I hear uh, one thing. Another thing you made me think of is, like, between comedy comics, you're saying it's like no holes bar. Oh, yeah. It's like I hear uh, them say on Rogan and other comedians I've heard talk. Because I'll, I'll randomly listen to even some of the other podcasts. Like, uh, mm-hmm. i listen to a little bit of Theo Vaughn's podcast. That okay. dude's hilarious to me. Uh but then just other people he's brought on, listen to Kevin Hart talk about it when he came on, number of different people and they just talk about like between comics, it gets crazy. Like in yeah. the, the shit that you guys say to each other or might yeah. send to each other in a group, they yeah. whatever it's like, it's, sometimes it might be the dirtiest, wildest shit you ever, like yeah. it's some stuff that even, it, it might not ever make it to the stage because the, the stuff that might come at you. If people could follow us or
1: just me on a regular basis with comedians, you know what I mean? That would be a funny ass. You could make a series or a skit out of that. Cause in the green room, it's only a couch this big and you walk in there like, man, move your fat ass up. You know what I mean? And yep. then that just, just warms us up. Yeah, yeah, then yeah. That, that way the person is cracking back and <laughs> shut your, you know what I mean? And It just keeps going back and forth, but it's funny stuff, you know? So just in between comedians, yeah. Uh, I have for a big time or big names, I would say a lot of them are very uh, open arms, you know, working with Bill Bellamy, Lunell, and the list goes on and on. They have opened up their arms to us as local comedians as well. And just give us a nice little bit of the game as well as, you know, crack on us and have fun. I mean, we hate the ones that say, oh, you can't talk about this. You can't talk about this. You can't because they're talking about it. Fuck that. What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> right, right, You know right. what I mean? You don't pay, you don't, you're not paying me. You know right, right. That makes so, sense. It makes yeah. sense. It, it's, it's been tribute to me to hear how often I hear Columbus Funny Bone mentioned about a lot of these comedians. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay, like, this is yeah. the spot for yeah. Columbus for sure. Like, yeah. And honestly, that's the one I hear mentioned the most in Ohio. It's like, when, uh, don't get me wrong, it might just be the, the set or group of comedians that I've been hearing, but they mention Columbus Funny Bone a lot where, like, so a lot of them say, like, man, that's one of my fi- favorite places to go. Oh, yeah, the people absolutely. are real cool. They love all types of jokes there and stuff absolutely. like that. So it, it it tripped me out because I had been to the, the Funny Bone a few times back in the day. I went more recently, like, maybe three times in the past, like, four or five years, which don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. A lot of people were like, that ain't more. That ain't yeah. a lot. Like, you but ain't going But that's more than what you did. But, it, yeah. yeah, it was more than what I did. And for the longest time, I think I've been, like, there maybe once or twice in 10 years or something. Okay. But uh, to hear people talking about it like it's a really well-known thing i had no idea yeah. like it was all brand new to me okay but i'm like that's cool that like really big name people are mentioning it they come through here mm-hmm. it sells out like crazy here mm-hmm. i'm like okay okay mm-hmm. like i didn't even know the scene was like that for yeah. comedy here yeah
1: yeah it is uh you're absolutely right columbus does i mean well actually the funny boat does have the most comedy clubs in ohio okay yeah you got toledo date in columbus and Cincinnati, well, they call it. What's the Cincinnati one called? Either way, it, it's owned or ran by it, a comic, it,
0: it, by it, it, uh, funny, funny Bone. bone. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah.
1: So uh, that's probably why. But yeah, it's a big, a lot of big uh, big names have came through the Funny Bone here in Columbus.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. And to kind of switch pace a little bit, but just ask more details and things that I'm interested in. I'm sure maybe anybody that's thinking about comedy and stuff, how how do like your different venues go about like the pay and stuff like that? So at uh, when you're whether it be, I mean, get into a little a little bit of all of it because I'm sure everybody, mm-hmm. a lot of people, I can't say everybody, but a lot of people, I'm sure, is, are totally blind to it, like I am. Like, how does a comic go about getting paid, and what is the pay like for your different venues or your or your bigger shows, smaller shows? The while you're trying to develop your sets, are you doing a lot of yeah. stuff for free? Like, mm-hmm. what what? How is that even? Well, can I that mean, be
1: explained. That all depends on the promoters. You know what I mean if the promoters are paying us to do then you could kind of negotiate you know the time you know what i mean if you would just want somebody just to do five minutes maybe anywhere from 50 to 75 you know dollars and the more and more you go the more and more time you know okay the more and more pay you could get with your time
0: Gotcha, gotcha. yeah and then uh i think i kind of heard it like this but like so even as like uh, going to a small venue or going to some place as big as the comedy store, the pay is still kind of the same if you're just doing it, a just, small Yeah, it's just thing, on, right? it's on your uh, time, you know? Right. So if you're having a fan reunion and you're like, hey, I want to <laughs>
1: book you to do 35 minutes, okay, I might tell you a this. certain price. Okay. You know what I mean? If you're saying, Well, I just need you to just do this, I might say, Hey, let me cut you a deal. I got love for you. Let me just charge you twenty five dollars and a beer and some free food. Gotcha, you know I mean? gotcha, okay, so, okay. So I mean, it just varies. You know, when I was in LA, man, uh one show they were like, We're not paying you nothing. So it was just all on the exposure. Then the other show is like, yeah, we'll pay you. So it will it, it evens itself out.
0: Yeah, you know and, right? and and I think that goes for a lot of your different things yeah. that some of anybody's getting into. It's like when you're going through the process mm-hmm. or you're just trying to get that exposure or spread your name either in Absolutely. a different city or you just haven't done something in a while right. or whatever. You right. got to do what you got to do. You yeah. got it. I mean, that's how it goes, and that's the name of the game. Yeah. I, I want to backtrack to your question
1: because I just thought about it. What he said on the podcast that you listened to before with Joe Rogan is absolutely true. The game is changing. Now, what I don't like about the game changing is the fact that you could be an internet sensation and be shitty on stage. It makes sense to me. But that's all it's about now. And I think that's what all the beef was when this person was trying to talk about why she can't get a Netflix special and this and this Mm. and that. It's all on followers. Right. Right. If the game has changed. We don't give a shit who you are. You could be shit Richard Pryor out the grave, but if you ain't got no followers, ain't nobody, you know, okay. looking to invest in that. So I don't like the game in that way. Uh, just because I've seen so many internet sensations come through the funny bone, and they're doing all these skits. Yeah, it might be funny, but they can't hold water on stage, and they're getting booed off, or they're They're shot. You know what I mean? It's a murder up there. Because, like I said, doing skits is one thing, but standing up on the stage is another. Like I tell people, I don't really think you might be funny on stage, but you will be hilarious in a movie. Right, right. You know, uh, a a, a lot of comedians like that to me. Like Mike Epps is one. I think his stand-up is shitty.
0: Really? I like Mike, man. Like some of his older stuff, I haven't seen much of the newer stuff. I, I haven't seen
1: the newer stuff either, but him in movies... Funny, funny. You know what I mean? It, it's hilarious. It changes your whole mind frame of him on stage doing stand up. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It, I mean, it's I, I like a decent like old older stuff. I think mm. it's like I think I've seen two of his older specials yeah, yeah. that I liked. But that's another thing that goes back to what I said too. I feel like it's so different. What's funny to people too, as far yeah. as like your choice in comedy. So like uh, another thing is like a lot of the stuff that I like is super sarcastic. Mm-hmm. So like there was this, and you may know the dude just saw me describing him because I, I guess he's done a decent amount of stuff in Columbus or I think he might have, yeah, I think he's from Columbus, but it's the skinny, light-skinned cat, glasses, wears almost like a, a golfer yeah, type hat Yeah, that's jason banks that's who i was talking to oh, about earlier man that dude is funny another man. level like that i said that, that's an fun- nba pro you know what i mean? I didn't
1: know that's who you were talking yeah, about yeah hell the fuck yeah. we're both from cleveland the okay. cleveland area yeah gotcha, gotcha, and gotcha. i watched this whole growth man i remember one time he uh he had uh twins twin kids he's like man i don't know if i'm gonna do comedy anymore i was like bro don't you, ever stop. Yeah, he that. shouldn't stop. He shouldn't stop. <laughs> and this was like five, uh, wait, no, this was like seven, not eight years ago. Oh, okay. So I was like, you better not yeah. ever stop, but that motherfucker, <laughs> uh, JC Banks, shout out, uh, Ro, Danger, uh, JR, shout out. I love y'all, but yeah, he's on another level. Man.
0: Yeah, man, I, uh, he was, he was one of the, uh, Openers. opening acts yeah. at the one I was talking about that I okay. went to where the guy yeah. was super stale. Yeah. And, uh, I, I was in tears oh, yeah. when he was up there, oh, man. Yeah. And me and my wife and uh, my sister and her husband were with us, too, and it's like, well, I was yeah. in bad shape when oh, he yeah. was up there.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. He, he'll he leave you fart and uh, got to
0: go pee, all that. You know, I, I love his stand-up. Yeah, man. He, uh, it was just like, uh, like I said, just because my choice of comedy and like how he was so nonchalant oh, with yeah. how he said stuff and that stuff. Oh, yeah. And he was saying stuff, like a lot of his, it seemed like half of his jokes was under his breath. Right. And it was crazy, like, cause if somebody says that to you, you might be like, hold on, man, he ain't even really saying them out to the people and that's right. supposed to be funny. I'm like, man, you you, go, you, you go see him, you'll Kyochi. see what I'm talking about. Kyochi. Cause he just, he he just let stuff, like his jokes just flowed so well. Absolutely. I felt that it was like, when when they came out, I'm like, I wasn't even expecting the punchline there you yeah. know what i mean i thought the punchline was coming somewhere else yeah whether it was a little bit before or a little bit yeah. later and it just came out and that's it i think that's what got me even more because yeah. then it was like i was so caught off guard i couldn't help but laugh too yeah. so yeah. It, yeah i was i had no idea that's who you were talking oh, about yeah but he's definitely a savage yeah you know? uh definitely yeah, I love yeah. Him. gotcha gotcha another thing that made me think about just even us talking so much about the comedy store and all that you mentioned that like the biggest thing or or kind of like your big break uh, was uh doing up there in Akron you said right can can yeah same thing yeah basically. same, basically right but uh so was that your favorite thing to do or what's been like your favorite show and or favorite venue like uh like I killed this show but and it's it's my favorite because of this and also like what's your favorite place that you went to and you performed at like man just just doing this and feeling this was love
1: Uh, like I said, Canton, Ohio was like my biggest break. Mm. Like, I was doing hole-in-the-wall bars here in Columbus. I was doing little comedy shows here in Columbus, and uh, a buddy of mine by the name of Mike B was like, hey, man, you should come to this seminar, blah, 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 all these executives, all these producers, and this and this and that. It's a workshop. I'm like, I'm not a rapper. I'm not, (laughs) you know, none of that shit. I don't do music. He was like, man, for real, just come, man. And the guy there... His name is J314. He's a big producer with movies and all this stuff and all these executives from whoever, what rap label. However, he was like, I never seen you do comedy, but draw to Canton an audition. Uh, they have Eddie Griffin, uh, Gary Owens on the show. And I'm like, wow. He was like, yeah, come audition. So I auditioned. And I guess just because I'm different, that I wasn't in the city and nobody knew me, it, it worked out great for me where... Everything flowed out good. Everything was good delivery. And they had the mayor there and all these other Congress people because they were putting on this show for like stop the violence or some shit. And needless to say, they were like, Yeah, we want you to come. So I'm thinking it's like a small venue because where the auditions was at. I'm like, this is where they're gonna have it. Okay. And then to get there, I felt like a star. You know what I mean? You coming in through the back, you're going, you got your own green room, me, Marcus Martin and all these. Uh, Up and coming comedians at the time, it was like forty five or thirty five to four thousand people there, and just to hear that roar was was amazing, and that just let me know I could do this shit. Oh, you know okay. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. With a Gave stage fire, with a stage that's longer than it felt like Morris Road or a street, <laughs> to be able to learn how to work that craft of that whole stage, so people over here could see, people over there could see, not just standing still. It, it it brought up a light bulb in front of my eyes. Now the my favorite show is it just actually happened. It was in Cleveland. Now mind you, somebody called you out the blue. Hey, I want to put a show together, and I'm like, we're at blah blah blah. This was a hood bar, and people were buying so many tickets just to see who I was because they were promoted it so big just in the neighborhood. That it was over capacity. Mind you, there's nothing but 200 people in this bar, but it was over capacity that the whole hood was outside wrapping around the bar, listening through the doors being open because it was so hot in there. Gotcha. And just hearing people laughing and people telling, you, hey, man, we needed this, we needed that, just because it was in the hood. You know, the name of the place was the Wolf Den. And I just went around the whole room just talking about shit. Like they had a bowling league with only two teams. That's not a league. That's a game. You know what I mean? Who you playing next that's a hobby. week? Who you playing next week? Uh, we playing the uh, Strikers again. You know that, that's. And they love that. And I just talked about the bar, the bar owner, this and this and that. And just to leave out of there, and you got people escorting you to your car. Like, hey man, where you coming back down? This and this and that. And people are all walks of life, you know, crackheads, old people, you know, they're just outside listening, and you could see them through the windows, and you could, you know, go out smoke a cigarette, and they're all there. That made that was one of the best things. No matter how big of a stage I've done, that was the most love that I felt, and I love doing it there. That's dope, man. Yeah. That's
0: real cool to hear. And it's, yeah. I mean, it's trippy. That, I mean, even now, I think because of comedy, you've also learned how to paint that picture. So when you were explaining to, that to me now, that's what I'm seeing all that, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I felt like I was seeing yeah. it, and you, uh, were, it was wild, you were painting man. that picture. It was wild. Like, I mean, just imagine being,
1: let's not say 200 people, but 200 people was cramped in there. Like, the place, it's a, a bar. Like, mm. I don't know how to name a local bar. I know what you're saying as far as it's not a club. It's I mean, not they a, had a stage. They had tables, but it wasn't a It's a, a neighborhood club. bar. Right, right and just where it's sweaty hot you know and people are merging in and attitudes are starting to develop like uh get this person off the stage where's the where's the headliner at and this and this and that we're in the hood you know what i mean people get shot killed around this neighborhood the
0: crazy the crazy thing is i feel like that might say a lot about you as a comic because i know from the little bits that i've heard as well that like the setting and the stage is a big thing as far as like mm-hmm. people need to be in the mood to laugh or, right, or, or, right, or be right. ready to, to laugh. Cause it's almost like right. I've heard a lot of people explain it as a, it's almost like a, a hypnotism being performed where like you're, you're, you're painting a picture, telling a story. The room is dark. Yeah. The lights are this way, whatever, yeah. something It's like, it's everything about it is needs to be the environment that's preparing people to laugh and have Absolutely. a good time.
1: Absolutely.
0: So for you to say that, people in there sweating hot doors open oh this my that God. yeah tempers of flare or whatever just yeah. that and they're still and they were still rolling dying yeah I mean I think that says a lot yeah. about you as a yeah. comic I man. I appreciate that
1: yeah but that that's what it was man that was the biggest joy like we're trying to get back to Columbus like it's 11 o'clock at night hey man don't leave man let us buy you drinks blah 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 people outside hey when it clear out I'm coming here and buy you a drink man I needed that you know things of that nature and I'm like man this is amazing my voice is like that wrote with me like, man, you famous, bro. (laughs) I'm like,
0: dog, we just in the hood in Cleveland.
1: Uh No, man, them people loved us, man. Like they were buying me drinks. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, and
0: it's dope to see that you can uh, legit make people happy like that, you know what I mean? I think that, like you said, the common thing with everybody is laugh, the hardest thug in America still wants to laugh and still gonna crack up at a joke and and tell you you're funny as hell, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I get it, man. Uh, It also made me think like, uh, I saw the little bit on the set you sent me and right. I watched a you or whatever where at the beginning the mic wasn't working oh yeah and you're just kind of yeah and the improv but that was some of the hardest laughs like yeah. you had the people dying just you know what I mean going back and forth yeah. with the crowd on on, on thanks that. a lot
1: Aaron he just said my material is shitty <laughs> ladies and gentlemen my improv is amazing so <laughs> Uh, next show I'll be doing, I'll be doing, No,
0: but I just noticed that because another thing too, man, I'm big on like knowing who I'm bringing on and, and mm-hmm. I wanted to really, Appreciate it. uh, dive into your comedy and stuff a little bit. So I listened to it multiple times. I watched it multiple times and, and that's like on the last time that I watched that something I really noticed where I was like, yeah. damn, like they're hollering off of the, yeah. Off the BS at the beginning, right. and from the jump, they were hollering. And don't get me wrong, that's where I'll correct you and say they were hollering later on and yeah, in the yeah, end yeah, too, yeah, and it. and throughout the set as well. But that was what surprised me. Is what yeah. I mean. Is like, yeah. is that that you're one of them dudes that's just funny off of yeah. just being you and being funny. But that's, Aaron, who you that's are. what I'm
1: saying. That's the hardest shit in the world. Like, okay, you don't
0: like something like that
1: little malfunction could have fucked could've up. Could have killed my whole, somebody. Could have fucked up my Kill whole set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to be able to think fast and be able to, you know, work around with what you got. You know what I mean? It's like, if we ain't got no salt, I got to use something else. So I had to actually like think fast and the fucked up part about it is danger. The motherfucker hosting didn't even tell me the fucking mic was broke. (laughs) He just brought me up and put the mic up there. So I'm really not prepared for that. But just to be able to pick that level up is, like I said, it's growth. You know what I mean? A lot of people probably can't do that. Probably somebody on that league level, like I said, Jason Banks and anybody that's out here like that. I don't like saying that they're famous because I feel like we all are famous. But somebody at that next level, they could pick up on it. But other people, they probably would have been like just messed up my whole set.
0: The crazy thing it makes me think about, what if it, you're up there on, like, your first time or something Yeah, or something like that? Like whew, I said, That might happens. make you say, "I'm I, comedy's not for me. Yeah, I've seen, <laughs> I've seen
1: motherfuckers that have tried to grab the crowd so much mm. that they kill themselves too. You know what I mean? If you got a time limit of five minutes, why the fuck are you trying to do an HBO special for 15 minutes and you're not funny?
0: I get what you're saying. So yeah. if I can elaborate on that to try to think, say what I think you're saying to a, a normal Joe average Joe like myself is you're saying don't get all into trying to entertain the crowd talk with the crowd or talk about someone in the crowd whatever that thing if you only have so much time that you might not be able to get your jokes out yeah, is that what that's you're saying a,
1: that that too but uh like I said a lot of comics feel like they're funny and once they get up there and they see that that big stage when you plan on that Mecca court They don't have love for you. They looking for you to bring love to them so they can start loving you. They will start going out there and if they didn't, that joke didn't go well. Then they are trying to go another joke. Then they're trying to do another joke. Now they got a little chuckles. Now they feel like they're killing. Now they keep, now they never are on stage ever again because they can't use them. People are not very, we have time. And, like, what I, I tell people, the promoters, whoever's running the show, the funny bone whatever, I need a light with one minute, one minute left. Because after that 60 seconds, I'm getting the fuck off the stage. Y'all not docking my pay. Y'all not going to tell me I can't come here no more. But that kills a lot of comedians, too. Oh, okay. You know, they get up there and they think they're all this funny, and they're, they're not, and I'm not trying to disrespect them, but they don't respect the time. And that—that's all what it's about. This is not just in your cousin's basement or at your family reunion where you are just gonna keep on going on and on, and that—that that doesn't work. You know what I mean? It makes a lot of sense. It's yeah. something
0: that I would never know, but yeah. It, and the regular, like I said, average Joe wouldn't know, but it makes a lot of sense yeah. because you—you, yeah. you, lights, camera, action. You better you better use your time wisely. Wisely, okay. Or
1: you won't be back. You know, what right, I mean? right, right, right. Hey, the no comedy club, and then you start getting this, and then somebody like me coming up after you is more like, what the fuck? He cutting into my time. Y'all not cutting my pay. Uh no, we're not cutting your pay, but he won't never be back up here or she won't never be back up here. And it's like, wow.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. You know, Something that small could kind of kill somebody's career or, yeah. or for sure at least set them back a lot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're not respecting the time. And time, I guess, is everything. They say it's money, isn't it? Isn't yeah, it though? Yeah. I
0: mean, in a lot of ways, it makes a lot of sense because time is valuable, man. Yeah. Especially the people that are paying for that time, paying, mm-hmm. buying tickets, and the promoters and different people have money invested. Oh, things yeah. it's like, hey, respect yeah. the time. It yeah. makes sense so much that you say that. That's something that, like I said, it's totally something out of the field for me. Yeah. But you saying it makes a ton of sense. Yeah, man. I
1: never have ever went over time. I've always respected the time, even if I tell a certain amount of jokes and it's not where I felt like. And then something click on, like, oh, I can leave it for next time. Gotcha. Yeah, leave it for next time. Gotcha, gotcha. So, go ahead. Uh, no, no, what I was going to say I is, like, money, somebody for yourself say you're the headliner. I just went over my time, so now that just cut your time. So now, the funny bone or the promoter or whatever comedy club is pissed at you because we just paid him all this money, probably like $2,000, and he's not doing his full set because of you so always respect the time young comedians if not go find something else to do
0: that's good i mean i think that's good knowledge for sure especially direct to the people that are interested in comedy i'm glad you said that because that's a that's a that's a nice little gem there but so it made me also think so nowadays what is your like goal for comedy like what is what is the thing that's on your mind right now nowadays when you're doing stuff or you're thinking about where you want to be whether it be, I don't know, however you have it set up, whether I want to, I'd like to be doing this by this time mm-hmm. or this many years down the road, or mm-hmm. I don't know, even know if you put a time schedule on it, but what's your goals nowadays as far as where you want it t- to go? Well, I mean, I like to try to
1: keep things in the family as well. So I'm uh, actually trying to take my steps to get out to LA so I can actually learn how to be a, a great writer. Like I said, like my cousin is, he's like, you know, I don't want to put his age up there, but he's way older than me. And he still travels. I do comedy shows with him when he comes in Ohio and things like that. But I just want to learn the art of writing. I want to be an executive producer or a producer. But my ultimate goal is I want to be able to have a platform where I could, I got this dream of this big production type studio where people that are unfortunate and don't have all the equipment, they could come do their podcast at my place. Uh, for a small fee, for however many episodes they want to do, uh, I want to have vocal. I want to have a stage where people could come work on their comedy or theater or things of that nature. Or if somebody's coming in and they're performing at Nationwide, they could come up to our studio. And if you want to learn how to be an engineer, just to be able to teach different technology things that we are now, uh, a lot of people that could probably rap or whatever don't have an engineer, don't have a studio uh, paying for studio booth rent, I would rather everybody just come to this one artsy place, and that's that's my biggest goal. Where I could just sit back and be like, man, I'm just collecting money off of people just just pursuing their dreams like I did. So, but yeah, that's where I want to be, man.
0: That's dope, man. I, I love that you say it's a little bit about helping people out, but also just kind of providing those avenues. Yeah, because I think, uh, like you say, I, I even like that you said it's for a fee. Like you didn't try to come out and say yeah. like, oh yeah, it's for free. It's no, or I want to no, do this and that. No. It's like it. It's it's kind of like using that business mind and the the things that you've learned and and maybe some of the areas where somebody needs a little boost or a little help or whatever. But if you could provide it at a little yeah. discounted rate, but also maybe give them a little insight and connecting with some other people, it reminds me a lot of what the other guy Marcus Rainey that was on here mm-hmm. is doing with his Flex and Chill spot. Okay, and a lot of people that I brought on or talked to recently. Are getting into because like i said it's 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 like the era of collab you know what i mean so and and that's kind of what that is even though you may not do something directly together Mm -hmm. it's like sharing the information helping somebody come up a little bit Mm -hmm. teaching them maybe helping them and that's what i want to do with this podcast was like have people be able to listen to someone like you if they're thinking about comedy and they're like okay he can drop some things in in this episode where it's like okay Instead of them having to bump their head the same way that you did, yeah. maybe them just listening to you gives them that extra yeah. boost and that way around. Like even the the thing we just talked about, and they, even though I don't want to beat it into the ground, but the time thing, it's just like that's something that maybe saves somebody's career yeah. just off listening to you. And it. then maybe down the road, too, they say like, mm-hmm. oh, man, they run into you or they're doing a show somewhere and they're like oh man, I heard you on such such podcast or I heard you here or whatever and you said something about time and I've always made sure I'm yeah. on it and, and I've even had people say like uh, they appreciate or thank you or I think they invited me back because I was real respectful about that situation. Right. So I've, I want... I think a lot of us are getting on that kick and I like hearing that because that's how I am. Like I want people to get these bits of information to to make things a little bit easier, a little bit smoother. I I mean, it it wouldn't be
1: nothing like a charity type thing, but like to have a green screen, you know, where people could come shoot their skits at pay a nice little rate. You know what I mean? That's not not outrageous, but all this stuff is in one place. You know what I mean? Like I want security guards on point. Because you never know who's coming in there. I don't want it to be just where, you know, you smoke your weed and everybody <laughs> up in a... No, nah, go outside, yeah, right. come back in and, you know, drop your album or come in and shoot your skit. But I want to have productions like this where there's cameras, but they, don't, they can't afford to buy cameras or can't afford... To have a, a, a producer or stuff, like, it's already there for you. You, you got
0: to come to the flex and chill spot there, man. You got to come up there, and hit a workout. or something. I, I really don't want to flex, man. There's too many of these muscle bound guys. Nah, no, man. No, listen man. to me. Listen to yeah. me. They do little. They do their uh, random like free classes, and they kind of have like their, some uh, some of the ones that I've been to and seen the post of like families coming in, and mm. and uh, his his parents will come in and get yeah. a few sets in or mm. random things with them, and then friends and all that. But the dope thing is up there, like. He's trying to make it like a do all area and he already has like backdrops up there. Yeah. And uh, so like a little area to do like photography or videos yeah. or things yeah. like that. He's trying to make a little bit of everything. He's got a, uh a, a, a basketball court, like a half court. I think a half WNBA court, okay. Okay. like is legit, a former WNBA court, I think coming in that is going to be one section. He wants to put in a little turf area, so, but it's all about like trying to get people to come in there and then just connect <laughs> and, 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 after they make those connections, really start doing things that help everybody's business. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, I mean, even for you just to go and see that yeah. and and kind of whether it sparks other ideas in your mind or right. you hear a little bit about how they went about it or to talk to him and say like, you know what I mean? Well, how'd you even come across right. the space or this and yeah. that, whatever? We talked about, a little bit about it in the podcast, but it's always cool to yeah. get some more of the de- inner details Knowledge. with somebody. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And plus, he's cool as a fan too, yeah, man. I like you said, you know him. Yeah, and, and, I know Marcus. And, yeah,
1: is he still with that fine
0: workout chick? He is. Oh I actually just... i
1: will be there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no disrespect, Marcus. So. I just did an episode with her too. It'll yeah. be coming yeah. out too. Yeah, uh, we just we just wrapped hers or did hers last week. We just okay. we just did hers last week and it'll be coming too and she's cool as hell too, yeah, man. She's she, a monster in that gym, though. Yeah, She'll work you out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've, to the times I went up there with him and when I first uh hit a workout with him, I I think both of the first two workouts I did with him, uh she did Okay. Kind of like a collab workout, and they had male and female, and they would kind of like make it specific mm-hmm. to the dudes. All oh, you guys are doing this type of stuff. The girls mm-hmm. are doing this, but it was kind of at the same time. And then I always tell him she's a savage, and yeah, she he, but but he is too, man. And yeah, they're, they're dope people to be around. Yeah. So I think, like I said, the reason I say that is just like the thing that you're describing. It's like it's like a different version of that. So it's like I even to just go get some of that inspiration. Yeah. That's what was really dope yeah. to me too to get in there. Like, yeah. hold on, man. The stuff that he's doing and he's and he's going so many different angles, it's like this is this is dope to just see that there's no rules. Right. You know right, what I mean? Right, there's no right. there's no set thing like, Oh, if I if I open this spot, it has to have this and be like this or be like right. this spot that's in LA or this spot that's here or right. that. It's like, no, I can put whatever um, the hell I want in here and make it cater to the people that either I know or I want to work with or whatever. And for that reason might be the exact reason that it blows up because then it's different than everybody else's shit. It's not the same thing everybody's used to.
1: Everybody starts somewhere and look where it could take you. It's all about putting our work in. So For sure. Like I said, I salute them. I remember where they was at an apartment complex, you know, hooking people up. And for you to tell me that, that Damn. Yeah. Oh, you got
0: to see it, man. You might yeah.
1: have to get a membership by the time I get up
0: there. <laughs> right, 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 right. You got to see it. It's dope, man. So also, I'm going to say, because I hear how you talk about like that, is there any other... Have you ever been like a... Is that an entrepreneurship type thing always been something that's been on your mind? Or you dabbled in other businesses at all? Or do you now? Or... I always wanted to be
1: a, a sports agent's runner for some reason. Okay. You know, like if you're an athlete playing professional... I'm your runner. I'm getting everything done that you need done. If you need a suit, I'm going to get that. Like, I, I love that type of stuff. Like I wanted to do that. So. Just
0: being in the scene. Yeah. I okay.
1: mean, and it's good money, you know, to get 80,000 to 100,000 a year, not just saying that you're somebody made, but you're doing that only for a season. You yeah. know what I mean? And right. then if they want to take you along longer, then Hey, that's a beautiful thing. So that's what I wanted to do uh, more or less now. Uh, my entrepreneurship is just in myself with the comedy and where I want to develop and take it to the next level. Like I said, I gotta leave a legacy. That's what I tell my kids, man. In order for you to be a legend, you gotta leave a legacy. So leave a legacy so you could provide for everybody else. You know, to be able to grow from. You know, I could be, oh, I don't want to help this comic or I don't want to do that. That's not leaving a legacy. You know what I mean? That comic might blow up and bring you on. You know what I mean? But instead, that negativity and being naive would just leave your ass still sitting at the funny bone. You know what I mean? For sure. For sure. I'm trying to expand. So, yeah, that's about it, man. I'm just (laughs) investing in myself and trying to get there.
0: You talking about your kids also kind of brings me back to the beginning a little bit. It makes me think, like, with you talking about your parents and them being in such big professions and Mm. shit like that. Is it, like, so were they kind of, like, just the, I guess, like, the age-old story you hear that when you start talking about, like, I'm going to do comedy this and that, where they're like, man, like. Or were they supportive or what?
1: Uh it, it's like a flip of the coin and a coin ain't drop yet. <laughs> like my, you gotta understand, my parents are the biggest Baptist Christians in the world. Oh, you know okay, what I mean? okay. My mom get mad if she hears somebody say fart, it's pooted. It. You know what I mean? It's, okay, it's, okay, So, but for them to see the growth, they're like, go. You know what I mean? I support you with it. Uh, more or less, they, my parents have come to a couple of shows I did in Cleveland, uh, but they haven't... Your mom started covering her eyes or something, covering her ears. That too, you know what <laughs> I mean? I, 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 I feel that when I'm on stage, like... Uh, Is it know, harder for you to perform because she's there, or you just know you got to do your thing? No, because okay. they came, So, you know, if you took the opportunity to come, you're going to hear what I got to say. Right. You know, if you like it or not, so I, I really don't care, but... A lot of things is like my dad, since he feels like he's that college professor, like he know every fucking thing. So it's more like, (laughs) no, you know, young man, you know, there's not this much of this. And, you know, there's a lot of people doing comedy. And, you know, you know, you should be looking at going ahead and getting your degree and doing something with yourself. And after that, and he see the progress and he's seeing, hey, people are asking for my son here he's doing his thing there. So uh, I, I think it just levels off. Like I said, the coin hit, hit the ground yet.
0: <laughs> I like the way you uh, explained that. That's sorry. Yeah, I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> I mean, it just makes sense. I mean, yeah. I, like, because we said, I mean, a lot of stuff is still working in progress. And, oh, yeah. and, and you're still trying to get to a lot of these yeah. goals that you're explaining, of course. So, I mean, it's, I'm sure if, if and when the situation comes about. And I'll say when, man, because that's a big thing we've been on the podcast Uh, talking about, like, talking into existence. Tell yourself, like, this is what I'm doing. This is where I'm headed. This is what I'm trying to do. It's like, when it happens, it it might be a totally different tune then, too, for sure. And I think even, you kind of mentioned it, like, for them to see the growth. I think that happens in a lot of things. I think Mm -hmm. I see that in uh, a lot of different people that I've seen try things or start things. It's like, they might they might not have that faith in you at the beginning or just be worried or be trying yeah. to look out for you you know yeah. what i mean especially the the parents or people close to you but once they see it's actually you're good at it or <laughs> it's doing something it's like Oh, then you, I, I think one of the first things you kind of notice is then they start kind of asking you questions like, also, yeah. oh, how, how'd you do, how'd you get into this or how this, yeah. or how do you know this person yeah. or what, or yeah. okay, oh, yeah. I've seen this and this. Yeah. And then you kind of realize like, oh, they're seeing yeah. that there's a little something here oh, yeah. and it's good. It's it, it's a good little feeling. I get, yeah. I've got, I've gotten that a little bit with the podcast. I get a lot of people ask me like, how do you know these people? And yeah. it's crazy. Cause it's like, it's not like I have brought on some superstar Celebrities <laughs> that are in the biggest movies and this and that, but still, it's surprising to a lot of the people close to me or around me, where it's like, I don't know these people or this and that, and 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 how how come I didn't even? These are a lot of these people are people it's from a lot the of city like and, that, man. Yeah. And I, I I really feel that. Like, I, I'll give you a,
1: a a little example. Like, I went to Indiana one time with a, a friend, Demani M. Cherry. We went to go do a comedy show, and there was this little Asian dude. And nobody knew who he was, you know, like the people there knew who he was, but me and him were like, who is this guy running around asking us, do we need a drink? Can he take us our coats and stuff like that? And this motherfucker killed that. I was like, man, I cannot follow this Asian dude. He's hilarious. But people in Columbus don't know about him. You know what I mean? People in various places don't know people. And I feel like those are really the hardest working people. I feel like when you get to that echelon, it's all about a look. And I feel like it's all just smoke and mirrors. You know what I mean? It's probably hard to stay
0: motivated, man. Yeah, once, but once you really start I feel
1: like it. it's smoke and mirrors. Like, I feel like, okay, <coughs> and I don't mean to say his name in case he want to book me or something like that. <laughs> I feel like Kevin Hart is just a smoke and mirror. It's all the people that's behind him. But one thing that I respect about Kevin Hart is he lets people know about his team behind him. He he lets people know about his 12 writers. He let people know that he splurges his money on them. You know what I mean? So it's just not all focused on him. But I feel like everything is just a look, but there's so much talent out here. It's just up to us or to yourself if you want to take it there. You know what I mean? It's a grind. You know, I've been out of town Ain't even had nothing but $25 to my name. And I'm like, man, I hope they going to pay me, all right, so mm-hmm. I can get back. You know what I mean? And things of that nature. Don't fuck with janky promoters. But, <laughs> uh, you know, just to get back, you know,
0: and just that grind. But it's a lot of talent out here, even in Columbus, Ohio. It's a lot. Oh, you know? I'm sure, man. And even, like, for me to say and see, see what I've seen of saying, like, seeing people that are the opening acts be mm-hmm. so funny and things yeah. like that. That's what that shows me, yeah. is that there's a lot more funny than... Than yeah. we know right. that's here right. in the city and out there. Because right. if just a couple local cats are that funny, I can't imagine how many people you're talking about really right. get after it right. across the whole U.S. and right. in, in comedy in general. But so, what do you say to somebody that's thinking about getting into comedy? Don't.
1: And- <laughs> as far as. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. <laughs> don't just don't fuck don't. Well, it's not me. It's not mm. me. I know. I know. I'm not saying you to your question. No, fuck but you it. should say don't to me too as well. No, no, not a you're, you're cool. Don't. <laughs> no, uh, the game is getting fucking flooded. It is. I mean, look where I'm at, and I'm just still featuring, and it's been a ten year journey. You know what I mean? Like I said, you could do the. Uh what they call skits online, face YouTube shit. That's your Avenue, go for it. But stand up, it's, like you said before, the game is changing. So I wouldn't want to put nobody in that situation. I mean, if, like my daughter came to me and said, Daddy, I want to do comedy, don't. (laughs) Go into actor, go into a different type of field that you could be funny in. Because the game is just, it's too flooded. And then you're going to come in there with an ego and you're going to come in there and it it's, may not work for you. It may not turn out like it is. So I tell them don't. And uh, like I tell people all the time, you know, one of the things that's hard for me is a lot of these comics and a lot of people ain't getting paid no more. So now you got a lot of older people that's in the game that are coming back and taking out that shine from the growth of the elevation of comedy because they need money. And it's all about a show. Like you said, that one guy that you seen that was still, he ain't really there give a fuck about performing no more, especially off a 15-year bit that he's still using. It's more of a show. It's more of, here, I'm in your city. Now you get to come see me. You know what I mean? And these younger people that are coming up, man, I mean, they're fucking up the game, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I was taught if Aaron is a headliner, and Aaron's like, man, you're dope, man. I want to take you with me on the road. That's what happens. These younger motherfuckers are, oh man, yeah, I love performing with you, man. Where are you gonna be at next? I'll I'll uh I'll I'll pay my way to go to Florida, I'll pay my way to go uh here to come do a show with you. For what? Your job is to get paid, not fuck up the game. Mm. So okay. now that headliner be like, shit, that's a free act. Fuck them. Let's just put them on for 15 minutes. You know what I mean? Instead of just saying, hey, We need that motherfucker with us. He's funny as hell. This person here, all right, but you paying all your money to go follow somebody and they putting you on for 10 minutes and all you getting is a free drink and a meal. That's not the game. So a lot of the younger comedians are fucking up the game because they're starstruck and they're not respecting the art of comedy. That's just how I look at it.
0: The the one thing I will say that maybe you can speak a little bit to this too as well, but I think if there's somebody that's thinking about it that it's really like a crazy passion of that they love it and they would they would try to do it for free as long as they could and they and they really they really are willing to put in crazy amounts of time into it and they know like in this era i'm gonna have to be posting on social this much like every day putting out content if i can i need to collab with i need to get with this video Mm -hmm. guy so i can be putting out stuff all the time i need to Try to make as many connections as I can, like somebody that's young and hungry in a, in a crazy way. I think for those people, do you still You don't? No, I'm scared. <laughs> no, I'm just messing around. No, I mean, I, I,
1: it's a hard subject to touch on just because I haven't seen that in, in a while. you know what I mean? Like I said, me and Jason Banks will travel all over the fucking city just to do an open mic just to work on stuff. The newer, just from my experience, just for and and this is just in this city, so it's not every other city, but I don't see the same work ethics that we had. You know what I mean? If you just want to kick the bucket, go to an open mic. You know what I mean? But if you're really serious about this, it's gonna be a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. I mean, to the fact that I I felt fucked up when I no we can't put you on no. You know what I mean? We're putting this person on this person's terrible. You know what I mean? No, we're gonna go with this way, or we like this type of look. And so, and I don't want to say no names, we're gonna push them and not you. So it's all I mean, it's all it, it's a different mind frame, and these people have no clue of how fucked up this game is out here, due to the fact that if you're the headliner, I'm following and I'm before you and I'm funnier than you. Are you taking me with you? Right. Okay. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it makes sense. No. No. If I'm headlining and somebody's featuring 20 minutes and they're funnier than me, I'm not taking this motherfucker on the road with me. I'm going to be like, hey, it's best that you go somewhere else. Because...
0: Do you really feel that way too? As far as yourself? Oh, yeah. Like if you... Were, it's happened. It's happened. Well, I know, but I'm saying, do you really feel like, say you had somebody that you got cool with at a show next week or something and, and they and you seen them go out and kill or something and then you had... Uh, opportunity to offer somewhere to go do something and like, man, this dude is funny. You don't want to bring them along
1: if they're better than me. No,
0: <laughs> do Michael Jordan want a motherfucker on this team that's better than him? I, th- I think no, I think he felt like I, no. th- I think he felt like there wasn't anybody better than him. <laughs> well, I and get it. And and even even when there may have been, he <sighs> had that mentality to where it he took it more as a challenge than saying, like, I don't want to play them. It's like. I'm going to play them. And if they beat me or this and that, then I got to get better. So I, you know, and, and a lot of ways, I, I feel, I feel like- that too.
1: I mean, I, I'll go with that as well. But I mean, just like I said, the game is totally different. You're going to go through so many ups and downs.
0: Yeah. Which is understandable. That, for sure. I think in every industry
1: that depending on your age too, it may not. It, it's hard to say. I'm not shitting on nobody's dream. If you want to pursue it, go pursue it. But just understand it may not take, but for a long, long time. I mean, it's people at the funny bone that I'm like, man, why the fuck they still ain't pushed me yet? How did they push this person? How did they push this person? And I'm still here. Maybe something I need to work on. Maybe something I need to go back to the drawing board on. Probably they only feel like I can only go to this crowd. But yeah. I, like I said, it's a lot of ups and downs. And especially if you have a
0: family, it's costly, but
1: you don't.
0: Yeah, Just well, down. see, the funny thing is that's what I've heard too. Is like they say it's more something that's catered to someone that's young and single and and really has the the time or can live on somebody's couch and do a, a lot of things like that. Yeah. But my thought as well too is like I think what it is is that with the game changing so much, I think it's like a lot of things nowadays is like the social media uh, impact and effect
1: mm-hmm. is
0: a huge part of it now. Mm-hmm. So to where before maybe that didn't play as big a part. Do now ours. now it plays a major you part. You got a nice platform.
1: I would say use that. But for to think and this is what I had to understand. How many people are famous off a of stand up? Not, Not that many. many. Yeah. So where am I trying to take my stand up to help me get to where I need to be? So that's why I'm saying if you have older OGs that are hilarious that are coming back, that pushes you back down. You know what I mean? It's like if somebody
0: comes out of retirement. I get I you're, definitely you're, I definitely get that a little you're, bit. You're you're getting yeah. pushed back. But at the same time, though the thing that that makes me think about too is maybe that makes it harder for you to like maybe get into a certain venue or this and that. But at the same time, they don't have the mindset that someone like you may have or what you know or what you've seen on right. the social media side. Right. To where maybe like they're, they're never, unless they hire somebody that's really going to do all that for them, which they may, if they're yeah, big, yeah, like you exactly, said, for yeah, sure that yeah. they can get that, but you might have that. Well, okay. Maybe I can't get in the venue because of this now, but maybe I can just start doing this online a lot yeah, and really,
1: I'm a, that's why I said, use that platform. Gotcha. I, I don't, I don't do the social media platform. Like I got things developing with uh, my team that we're about to do, but I'm not real big on the social media. Because, like I said, you're just performing in front of a phone. Well, I'm not or, even saying or, that. I'm or, not even saying okay. that.
0: So maybe you're maybe we're we're kind of saying different things too. What I'm saying, as far as like, uh, putting out consistent content on there mm-hmm. that basically promotes you. That might yeah. So like like you said, how um uh, people sometimes off just hearing about you or or seeing somebody somebody seeing you perform or something might get you this opportunity. This net right. It's like I feel like social media is that same way it to is. where say if. On your story every day, you get on there and you do EPs, daily this or whatever, yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah. And you get on there whatever, and then somebody comes across you and they're like, damn, okay, this dude might be kind of funny. Maybe I want to check out one of his shows. Yeah. Maybe this and that. And then it kind of creates more opportunity. That's the thing that I think is dope about yeah. this whole social Use media the platform. Area. yeah, yeah. And, and, and maybe it's something that will or could really boost things for you is mm-hmm. to get into something where people are able to see you more consistently. Because that's something I heard somebody mention the other day too that made me think a lot about this and a lot mm. about anybody nowadays trying to be relevant because yeah. they were like, because it's such a constant feed of information to us nowadays, yeah. it's like people forget about people so quickly. It's like, if you ain't, if you're not giving them something every week or every whatever, depending on how, I mean, you mean, you structure things. So like, if, for instance, they were talking about a podcast, whether you want to do a weekly podcast, or bi-weekly podcast, this, that, whatever. But they were saying like, you, 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 you all of a sudden don't put one out one week or don't put one out one month or whatever. It's not A lot of people forget about you a lot of people forget about you and i'm sure that's the same way in comedy i'm sure it's the same way it is and people in a lot of other different avenues i would just say if you're going to take that
1: social media platform please make sure you be ready please make sure you're ready because like you said facebook is paying people youtube is paying people there's a lot of people that want to use you as sponsors just make sure you're ready me telling somebody just going around like how i came up through the game don't but with me having this opportunity to use this social media i'm still kind of nervous with it you right.
0: know what i mean man it, i think the, it, it, i think man, that might be the key man is even if it's that you somewhat collab with somebody yeah that's that's up and coming and just trying to learn the social media marketing yeah, right. side of things that maybe they can just be pumped off the fact that they get to work with somebody that has a name and and, and that has done Absolutely. Some... I'm not knocking that. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying... Oh, oh no, I, and I would... I'm not saying that you yeah. are either. I'm just saying I think that that could maybe even be a little a piece of the puzzle that really opens up some new doors for you right. or or kind of makes you think a little bit differently about it because, like, even in talking to you, I can tell you still kind of relate it back to the people doing skits or this and that. And that's not even what I'm saying from you. I mean, what I'm more saying is, like, just putting out stuff so, like, even with like what you sent me and and to see like yeah. uh, pieces of your of your actual performance, right. it's like it's it's hard to actually put out any of that until you've done it or right. certain jokes have felt like you have ran their course or whatever mm-hmm. the case is. But something like a little clip of that, or even like a little clip, of, like I said, you, did, I think you saying like maybe you didn't even realize how how big that is of you saying you being with uh, some of the other comedians and somebody mm-hmm. filming you and stuff. Yeah. It's like believe it or not. I've seen a little bit of it from just talking to other people coming up, seeing a little bit of my guy Luis here doing some of the video things. There's a lot of people that want to film stuff just because they want to start editing and and getting into it where they legit will do a lot of stuff for free. So you might be able to pitch some younger cat that's trying to make it in videography to say, hey, you want to come shoot us shooting the shit in the green room every once in a while from here or getting together at my boy's house every once in a while and just getting at each other yeah. or talking about our our recent experiences on stage, but yeah. that's also why I mentioned something like a podcast, isn't that? Right. Where I think it could just maybe spark a, a totally different uh, inspiration angle. Yeah. and yeah. angle for yeah. you. Yeah, that- I'm with that, but the other part is getting the
1: other motherfuckers to be on for. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah. I feel, I mean, like I said, I feel that, and I, I feel like I'm not trying to shit on nobody's dreams. Like I said, if you want to go into production, if you want to go into that, just what I'm finding out with younger people, that's younger than me, and I'm not old that old, I don't feel, but they don't do research, man. They just want to jump into it, and that's what's hurting them, or hurting their image, or hurting their brand. But if somebody's taking that opportunity to do their research in comedy, you know what I mean? I got a buddy right now, I tell him all the time, I'm like, man, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. So now he's sitting back, and he's learning, and he's taking notes. He'll just go to a comedy show and just watch and observe, and that's what I did before trying to hit the
0: road. You know what I mean? Maybe you're saying that lights fires too, though, man. Yeah, maybe, it does. Maybe it you're does. saying that lights fires it too. Does. Maybe it's a good thing because they're yeah. like, okay, I'm gonna prove you wrong because there's a lot of people out there that that's their and, mo. And, that's and, what they do. I'm a, okay. He says I shouldn't. He says much it. love. Yeah, and, much yeah. Love. and 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 I like the idea too that and maybe this is something that you think is somewhat of a good idea for people as well. I like the idea too where. A lot of people nowadays are saying, like, just get close to somebody that really knows what they're doing and offer yourself for free or just come around and ask him, hey, can I follow you around a little bit? Come to some of your shows, come right, to this right, and that, right, see how you do right. And And then maybe that's a better route if you right. think somebody wants to come in. It's like, come and, and like you said, really get that knowledge and that yeah. respect for the game b- before, yeah. before you try to yeah. come in and get your feet wet. Because yeah. I, I see the good and the bad to the mm-hmm. people just diving in and jumping in because I feel like there's... Definitely the ones that dive in and jump into a, 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 a an aspect or a, a business or something that they have no idea what they're doing, right. and like you said, it just it just messes things up, and it, and it's a waste of a lot of people's time, really, right. in the end, on multiple from multiple different angles. But at the same time, I also see where it's like sometimes just going and going and trying, like right off the bat, is that thing that. Releases that fear for people of, like, that might hold them back from never trying. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So, I, it, it's, it's a weird situation. I think it probably is different for every different avenue, whether it right. be comedy, whether right. it be acting, whether it be a uh, sport, uh, this or that, where it's like, sometimes it may be that you just need to go and, and, and get rolling. And other times you might need to... And I'm sure it's different from person to person, too, right. where somebody... I think the cocky thing that you mentioned is a big thing. Like somebody might think like, oh, I'm funny as shit. Like, I'm gonna go out here and kill it. And it's not whatever, like right off the bat. And it's like, you don't know because you don't know. You don't know what you don't don't know. know. That's what I'm saying. They
1: don't do the research and knowing how to work the crowd. Then they get up there or they get wherever they're doing a comedy show at and then you never see them again. And it's like, man, you, that's why I tell people sometimes don't, you know what I mean? It's just like a lot of people like, man, I feel like I'm funny, but I don't have the boss to get up in front of people and do that. Then don't do it. You yeah. know what I
0: mean. Yeah, and like I guess that makes a little bit more sense to me t- now too, yeah. as well, is because like that's a little bit of what I've heard from Rogan and other comedians yeah. is him saying like a lot of people think they're funny or think comedy is something that could just be picked up, right? And they think it's something that I'm just gonna like. Oh man, I I make people laugh. It's I, an art. I could do it. I could do it.
1: It's an art. Yeah, yeah. It's like God.
0: And it's and I think the big thing you said too a lot is it's a grind. It's yeah. it's something that you have to put <sighs> and and that's been the steady theme of. This podcast, a lot of people that yeah. have came on talking about no matter what the business is or what the the art is, it's like, yeah. it's, like it's reps. It's yeah. reps. It's consistent Life. reps,
1: consistent work. Life is a grind, man. If you sit still, ain't nothing going to happen for you. It's like I tell my kids all the time. If you pray on something, God just ain't going to bless you with it. You got to put in the work so he could see that you're really trying to work towards it so he could bless you. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's exactly... So, uh, that's how I look at it. But a lot of people consciously don't have that. You know what I mean? That I talk to.
0: So, that's why out of all this whole segment of talking about that, that's why I say don't. You know right, right, I mean? right. Yeah, uh, me and uh, Gary got into that. Uh, Gary Jones on the, uh, the last one that we... Mm-hmm. that Or the second to last one that I recorded as well where he talked about that too. And that's a big thing that I see too. It's like there are certain people that think I'm going to just pray on something and it's going to come. come. And it's like, no, you need to do that and put in the work. Right. You still gotta do your part. Right. Yeah, that there's there's no handouts almost anywhere in life. Not know no me. more. Yeah. I
1: mean, like I said, I got a family member that's up there and he like, okay, motherfucker, when you coming? <laughs> don't tell don't talk to me about the shit. Don't right. talk to me about coming to California. Come down here. Let me see you grind. Let me see you go through the ups and downs in life and then let it work for you. Cause if I just give you the silver spoon, you ain't gonna respect it.
0: And I hope that's exactly what people take from this. Yeah. What you're saying is like that there's so much work that needs to go into it. Yeah. That that's the that that's the avenue that they're mm-hmm. gonna have to go if they really want to get into Absolutely. something like this. It's Absolutely. like you're gonna have to sacrifice a lot. It's gonna be crazy hard. It's mm-hmm. gonna take a lot of reps and a lot of time. And and the overall thing it made me think about too is like a lot of people don't think about the patience that it might take. That's end. another thing
1: because that's how I was. Just antsy. Gotcha. Just antsy just antsy I'll call Faison love like Faison you ain't forget about me when you gonna put me on the show man blah 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 I'll come to you uh hey bro don't call me let me call you right right right, right. all right uh hey Bill Bellamy like I, I I hear you gonna be in Jersey can I come to Jersey uh, hey man I got somebody here with me already all right cool it's it's I try to keep a bug in their ear but I also gotta be patient and be humble you know what I mean and with no humbleness you ain't
0: going nowhere, man. You're that just an sense. irritator. Right.
1: You're just irritating
0: the fucking everybody. <laughs> right, and that might make them actually deflect and not, not want to do stuff with right, you because right, it's right. just annoying. Right, right, It makes sense. It right. makes sense. Right. So also, man, before we wrap up too much, uh, is there some upcoming shows that you want to mention or things that you want to
1: put well, out? Well, I'm doing, I'm doing a, a free show, meaning free, to the general public at Rudolph's at Polaris on July 9th. Uh that should be a hilarious one. I mean, it's just uh, a bar club that I'm real cool with the owner Chico. So he asked me, "Hey, it's like, man, I got some up and coming comedians that are just doing open mic here. Uh would you come bless us with some comedy?" And I'm like, "Yeah, absolutely." So that's a free show. Uh also other projects uh I'm doing with uh like I said the team with JR Junior as well as uh Danger and Roller Realists Hopefully that keeps on you know, growing on where we trying to take this uh, movement. Uh, August twenty first, two thousand nineteen, at the Funny Bone. I believe it's nine pm. One show. It's the All Ohio Kings of Comedy as well as a Queen. We're putting our first Queen up there. Uh, that's Megan Hill. She's out of Kenton, Ohio. Uh, Showtime. Sean Showtime. He's from Cleveland. He's coming. And uh, like I said, it's just me, Jr. Junior, Jr., uh, Rotorillis, and Danger. I also got a project. I've been writing. So I I got a movie coming out. Okay. I don't know what year it's going to (laughs) drop, but it's called uh, Ohio. Okay. All right. (laughs) So grab this concept. All right. Everybody in Ohio, and I'm patting this right here on his show. Everybody in Ohio go to vote to legalize marijuana. What ended up happening, they voted on the wrong poll and legalized prostitution. So everybody's pimps. You know, you got everybody being a pimp. You got people outside fast food restaurants pimping. You know, fat people pimping. You know what I mean? Midgets pimping. Handicapped people pimping. Just a whole comedy on just pimping, on just all this, uh, or just more or less all because of they voted for the wrong.
0: Right, because there's a new avenue way yeah, to make money, but, and everybody jumps. Yeah, on the,
1: okay. but in my movie, none of the females are called bitches and hoes. They all got nicknames. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I don't want to. You know. Make anybody upset, you know what I mean, by disrespecting them, calling them bitches or hows. Right, right. But yeah, that's a project that I got going on as well. So I'm trying to get that brand. So hopefully in L. A. That could pop. You know gotcha, I mean?
0: gotcha. yeah. I mean, it's all about like you said, getting that right, getting yeah. the writing down, and yeah, and turning it into something that's real yeah. life.
1: Did I, you think it was funny?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you'll watch it. Yeah, I watch oh, okay. it, especially man. I will watch it because it's you too. So, oh, okay, all so, right. That's mad respect. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> I I think that's super important, man. I think it's good to support people that, especially when you get to know somebody. That's one of the things I like about this podcast as well too. Is like the people get to know the guests that I bring on, mm-hmm. and uh, that it creates a connection, man. Mm-hmm. It creates a connection with wanting to support because they also see what type of person you are, and they get to hear a little bit more of your story and mm-hmm. how you think about things. That mm-hmm. that makes them feel a little bit like i said again more connected mm-hmm. to like okay i want to support them also because of this like he's funny mm-hmm. but also he loves cleveland and this yeah. and that whatever I also land. or he's funny but also he he's, he's about being better than he was yesterday yeah. he's funny but he also wants to help provide an I'm about my business
1: yeah man. i'm about that shit. Right, you know right. what i mean i don't take a lot but i i can't sit around for a lot i don't like bad angles i don't like shortcuts I like to grind, so I'm about my shit when it comes to going in the right direction. You know what I mean? And that's kind of hard to find a lot i say nowadays so yeah i love
0: man. i love when yeah. i come across people putting yeah. out the right vibe yeah. man for yeah. sure for
1: sure Yes, yeah. so i ain't got nothing but love for everybody if you want to come kick the bucket and you want to do stand up hey you might be funnier than me so i probably said don't so you don't over- <laughs> That's
0: <laughs> overcast <I> <laughs> over- <laughs> my, my grind because it's been way too long so if you're a one hitter i'll be pissed yeah you know what well mean? and that's something i was going to mention too like man that might that's got to be a big part of it in a lot of ways too it's like tough to say like I can't imagine I'm going to be over here on this side. Like, yeah, you should start a podcast that's about this, this, and that. The exact same as mine. <laughs> yeah, no. It's, yeah it's no, tough. no, it's tough, man. No. But for everybody that like, like I said, wants to find you, and especially is interested in you after hearing this and and mm-hmm. hearing your story, your character, all that thing mm-hmm. as well. What, tell people again where they can find you.
1: Uh, the best platform in the world: IG, and
0: <laughs> Facebook,
1: Eric Patterson on Facebook, uh, IG EP underscore comic. Uh, you could
0: also. Go
1: to email uh, uh, Eric Patter, that's E R I C P A T T E R, at gmail.com, man. For booking and things yeah. like that,
0: man, I appreciate you coming on like crazy, yeah. man. This was Aaron. Cool I to thought
1: do. you was gonna ask me some crazy shit, like who who I like
0: in a comedy game, and all kind of other if stuff. If there's like, something you want to say, I always want to get that stuff out. I don't know. I was
1: just breaking right. up. Somewhere. I'm but feeling no. so comfortable. Like,
0: I, <laughs> I don't want to leave. Like this is just so like cool to me. I appreciate that like crazy, man. To me, that's a big goal of mine yeah. as well, and that's why I say like I, I love for it to be a conversation, yeah, absolutely. more than like I'm just. Uh, some robot up here mm. asking you questions and and not giving any of my interjection. Yeah. I like to be able to give a little bit of my side of things yeah. and speak a little bit on the topics that maybe we have in common. So yeah. I think it was dope, man. I really appreciate the things you were saying, and mm. it's it's cool to see like minds. Like I said, the the positive vibe, the right. the the wanting to be better, wanting mm. to help people out, do yeah. do things that maybe you can. Uh, drop I mean, some that's gems. A, that's one of my like that's one of my icons like
1: Kenyan Ivory Wayne. One of the things that people don't understand or people don't know, Kevan Ivory Wang took Jim Carrey and everybody else, uh, Jamie Foxx, and everybody thought they were just not at that level. And look at them now. So that's, I want to be able to have a team like that where if it's something that is going in this direction to use the green screens and podcasts and things and skits and things like that, i love putting people on i mean it's like like they said it's just been so many times these people were told they're rejects and look at them now like how could you tell jamie fox he was a reject he got kicked off the audition and did Chene- uh wanda and they were like no i'll come back you know what gotcha. I mean? Those, those are people like that uh i like uh before we wrap it up paul mooney paul mooney's my favorite just because he has a no-holds bar. If you're not hip to Paul Mooney, he's oh, I'm gonna the check more, him out the most raunchiest, racist, black dude in the world, <laughs> but he's funny <laughs> as fuck. And I love him because he wrote 95% of Richard Pryor's jokes. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was the man behind the scene. And Dave Chappelle is one of my icons. So watching all of them, like I said, people don't understand Dave Chappelle was in Men in Tights. Do you remember that?
0: I remember the name of the movie but I don't like I can't like nobody put, I like, can't put notice, him like, in the movie they, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. can't see that, like, yeah. but
1: just to see these people grow You talking into, about Robin,
0: Robin Hood minutes, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah just
1: to see these people grow is uh, that's that's my who I icon you know those people so
0: that's dope, man. Yeah. Like I said, once again, I can't tell you how much I appreciate coming on. I think this is going to be good because, like I said, this is a it's a big change of pace. Yeah. I mean, even the bomb you drop of telling people not to start and stuff like that yeah. is a total change of pace. Oh yeah, and, and maybe it's what some people want to hear too. Is because they, like I said, whether it's to fuel fire or to hear somebody that they think is being more real about us. I, I just want to a... be real with
1: it. Like I said, I don't shatter anybody's dreams, but you know, to it, me, it, I mean, it's... like I
0: said, real is real is the best thing.
1: It's like trying to get in the NFL and you're 37 years old, like don't (laughs) you're gonna get fucked up like (laughs) don't don't try to get into this circle like it's so fucked up like you know the comedy game now people got clicks you know what i mean it's like these group don't like us because we call ourselves all ohio kings it's a name right right you know what i mean we're all kings you know what i mean we're all queens Jump off. You know what I mean?
0: So, that's I all. get it, man. I yeah. wish you the best of luck going forward. And like I said, I man, this, this was dope, man. I'm, I'm glad you came on. Yeah, I would like to come back when y'all got somebody else so I can ask them some questions. Well, not. Nah, like, I mean, that's something that maybe we got to look into, too, is seeing what kind of different I'm kind of stuff. i t- shit. Nah, but I'm serious as well, too, because I think about, like, a lot of people, I think, sometimes listen to this and maybe want a little bit different yeah. vibe or, or want to get a different angle to interject mm. or to say something opposite to me. So mm-hmm. I i even think with me and you kind of going back and forth yeah. on the topic, I think a lot of people like that because a lot of people listen <clears throat> and they might hear what I'm saying, but they're like, I don't agree with you. I'd like to hear somebody debate that a little I bit. Don't you know know I don't mean? know how
1: this shit could get any more doper than what it is. Right <laughs>
0: now. You know what I
1: mean? Only Obviously. thing needs to be here is some liquors, strippers <laughs> and marijuana. So I don't see how this could get doper. It's, uh it's very intelligent you know if you haven't watched this podcast watch it people dropping major jews so i wanted to make sure i drop some jews as well and not just be a act you know what right I mean? so i really do appreciate you as well
0: brother my god man yeah. this was cool man yeah appreciate you so